kind of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. How many listeners? All right, all right, all right. Greetings and salutations, fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Welcome to Skywatchers Radio on our new night, this lovely January 28th, 2015. As usual, I am the pilot of this show that airs every week on the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, on a new night. And with me, as always, is the other guy. Ha ha ha, thanks for referring to me that way. Yeah, I appreciate that. So he wants to know how many people are listening. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are listening, other guy, right now. I'm pretty sure that we have a packed stream. And if you guys are listening, we want to have your interaction. So please, call on in tonight. We are going to have open lines, but we are going to have a big, big show tonight. Of are course, as usual. besides... I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt you. I, I, oh, hold, on, hold on, <clears throat> hold on. Refer to me as someone else besides the other guy. Hold on, let me take a sip of my soda real quick and think about that for a second. Do, 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 do. Of course, we're broadcasting live from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida. Again, I am Angel Espino, and yes, the other guy is Alan. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for saying my name. Hey, there you go. A little validation for your uh, troubles there, huh, other guy? Yep, it's huh? true. I exist, you know, in this dimension and a few others, depending on what I had for dinner. What did you have for dinner? I had macaroni. It and doesn't matter. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It just doesn't I was matter. Watching, I was watching a little old WWE, The Rock. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I was I was just like, I watched uh, Meatballs. Um, mm, that's always good times. That, that was one of the best Bill mm-hmm. Murray's. I really enjoyed that. By the and way, and we then didn't... they did the second one, which yeah. actually had an alien in it. And I'm like, really? They really? really have to go there. Yeah. I'm just like, really? No, 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 no. So we all know what this show is about since we're talking about aliens, right, folks? Exactly. Well, what is it that we do on this show here, Mr. Other Guy? Well, we talk about the things that week. go bump in the night. No, we, talk we don't do that. The- we talk about the UFO phenomena. We look at that. We do, yes. Sides of the coin. Uh huh. You know, sometimes sometimes we have to call for those new listeners. Sometimes right, we have to call right. backswatch. And yes. sometimes, you know, you know, is it real? Is it not? And you know, obviously, the first thing we really uh-huh. want to do is try and not dismiss it, but you know, try and right. see if there's any other alternatives uh, besides it being really those from another world. But we always have that philosophy. If 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of UFO sightings is real, guess what? And we only look for that 1%. Exactly. We will try and not dismiss, we will weave like I said, 
through the the mass sea of stuff in some filth, and we will get to that 1%, I guarantee it. One day we will get there, and hopefully we're doing it right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Like, I would love to be like that show, Alan, that actually breaks some kind of like crazy UFO-related news that turns out to be like the news that, you know, is the one that discloses everything. Wouldn't you love oh, to be that show? I, I would love to be that one. But the only thing I got close to that right now is that uh, Sasquatch uh, Bigfoot uh, video that came out of uh, Florida recently. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, enlighten me because I'm not really into the whole Bigfoot Sasquatch thing. I'm sorry. I'm not either, but we've sorry. had a couple of guests. You know, it's sad no, no, too it's hokey. Okay, it's okay. You feel me? Oh, wait. You got to admit, we've had a couple of guests who've tried to link the two. Yeah, so Bigfoot far I'm not convinced. And- Sorry. Yeah, neither am I, but there's some really, really compelling video footage that came out of uh, out of uh, Florida. Hang on one second. I am cutting, pasting. And I know I'm going to get hate mail really for that, because cool- there's a lot of passionate bit, Bigfoot supporter, uh, supporters out there, and I know I'm going to get hit, hate mail, and people are going to get upset, but you know, I'm just not you know into the whole Bigfoot phenomenon. You know that. You know, I, I realize that, but I'm telling you, you know, this this is some interesting video. How much of a video. phenomenon? It's in the middle of uh, okay. Lettuce Lake Park. Enlighten okay. um, me how interesting this is. Well, I sent you the link, so you should take a look at it. There's a really cool YouTube video of the footage, and i got to say, this looks rather interesting. I don't know if I'd call it a Bigfoot, but maybe the skunk ape that people have said live in uh, lives in Florida. I don't know. Do we have confirmation on that? Confirmation of what? The video? There's yeah, a, the videos the, exist. No, no, no. There's a skunk ape in Florida. Well, we don't know. What is it? Some other ape that might have escaped from some scientific facility? Is it Planet of the Apes starting out happening now? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this much. I do know one thing. You hear that noise? That's our good friend. Well, I guess he hung up. Well, never mind. Oh, darn. And I was hoping that he was going to call in. Folks, don't forget, you can call in for no apparent reason, whether it be via Skype or the phone number that Angel's about to give out. 786-245-8127. And that is live east of the Rockies, rest, you know, west of the Rockies, south of the equator, and even in Ireland and UK, Europe, and everywhere. And, of course, where Mr. James Swagger is. What's up, Mr. James Swagger? Uh, sorry for uh, keeping you uh, on the back burner there. I, you know, I can't turn and say no to you. I have to join the show, Angel. Uh, you know, who, who am I to say no to you, brother? Great well, you know... <laughs> You How know, are we, going? where where are you today? I'm what in Ireland. Uh, he's in I Ireland, just, bro. Yeah, I just I finished. I know he's in Ireland, but are you home or are you like off at the pub, you know, having a pint or two for us? Well, not at this time. I would be if it, only it's not open. It's 3 a.m. here. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry. Where we live in Florida, the pubs don't close till 4 or 6, depending on where you are. Really? Wow. Really? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I know you we're, invited we're us over, here, but maybe man. you should be coming out over to us now. I think you'll have more fun here. I think better weather. You know. Yeah. I, should we ask how? Should we ask how cold it is over there? Oh jeez. Do you want? Don't start with this Fahrenheit business now. I had a, every time I talk to America, <laughs> it's okay. I've got the calculator. You can tell me. <laughs> uh, it's well, actually, it's pretty. It's it's close to freezing, so it would be thirty-two Fahrenheit. Um, Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's probably lower than that now because we've got a lot of snow again today. So I'm oh, up to that north. makes it better. I'm at, yeah. I'm at altitude 55 here, so it's pretty cold at the moment. Uh, 
Um, but uh, yeah, like I say, I'm in the middle of nowhere. No pubs, no civilization, nothing. I got nice scenery though. I got a nice view. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I remember the photo, and I do yeah. want to take a trip out to you when it's warmer. No, <laughs> that would be no never way. then, because <laughs> you know. Doesn't get Actually, much. I want I want to get out there, and I want to do some ghost hunting by Lep Castle. That I'm down for. Would you believe uh, I was talking to somebody about Lep Castle? I even looked it up uh, not too long ago. Do you know Barry Fitzgerald? Uh, the name sounds familiar. I'm trying to figure out where I know him for the name from. I How would I does, know the name? He probably does Ghost Hunters uh, or in, in Ghost Hunters International. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He works with Rob Demarest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I know. It, it was left, that's where I heard of Left Castle through him. So, um, What is it about Left Castle then? It's got a history to it? Oh, it's got more than a history to it. They've got photo, video, and audio of some strange stuff there. You know, like I always say... We might, might not be able to define what a ghost is, but we can record the anomaly in the environment with the technology we got today. Oh, wowzer. Exactly. What do you think of uh, all this, Angel? You, you're a realist. You're a Capricorn. You don't like any of this, do you? Oh, I love it. I love fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, I love fiction. It's great. You're such a realist. <laughs> Speaking of uh, realists, uh, we're going to have Bill and Nancy Burns on pretty soon because uh, they were going to join us. Uh, James, though, I love the fact that you called in, even though you know you said you were going to be taking a nap because you've been what on radio for how many, how many hours now? God, I've been up since eight this morning. I'm, uh... Well, you haven't been doing radio since eight this morning. Let's that's, that's not exaggerate. Well, no, I have been producing and doing stuff all day. Uh, I, 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 and yesterday, I did a twenty-four hour day. Um, oh my goodness. Who could speak for 24 hours straight? I can't. Well, it's not that easy. No, I actually do. I mean, I don't just do a show. I, I do. I read a book. I mean, I, I had such a busy day. I did two shows yesterday. I had William Henry from Ancient Aliens, and I had uh, Gerald Clark to talk about the Anunnaki. And I, uh, Gerald Clark's book was an 11-hour audio book, which I listened to, the whole thing, in wow. between uh, preparing for William Henry's book as well on The Watcher. So I read two books yesterday and did two shows, believe it or not. It sounds wow. a lot, wow. doesn't it? <laughs> I did a, well, we did a show last night for an hour. You know? Sorry, guys. One at a time. What was that? Yeah, how, go ahead, go ahead. how much caffeine is swarming through your body? I'm actually, and would you believe I ran out of caffeine, caffeine yesterday? Uh, I did have a lot of tea, though, but um, yeah, I, I haven't even had time to go to get extra. Are you spiking your tea? Because, uh, man, Jesus, you have a lot of stamina, dude. It's stamina is, you know, funny you, you say that. Radio that's a cancer thing. I'm a, I'm a cancer star sign, as you know. I'm an yes. astronomer as well, but. <laughs> Cancers do have stamina. They just have a target, and they're, they're yeah. driven by success. This, if you want to look at it in a practical sense, cancers are driven by success, and they will out achieve somebody else. Capricorns, they'll outwork somebody in uh, in um, in a diligence way, but the cancers were very extreme. They will, they want to succeed in what their target is, whatever it is they want to do, and they will they will do that. And everything else is irrelevant. The stamina is irrelevant. The, the, what you have to do to do that is irrelevant. It's just noise in the background. It's like the achievement. So they're driven by success. So my success is to do, achieve two shows. That I mean, I, I've took on a big, big project this year, guys. I'm, I'm doing 15 shows a month. I'm already after doing eight, 18 and I have five to go. I'm over my target only because of the bookings. Would off this me. count in this craziness of, of a thing you're doing? Would this show count, kind of? Because it's kind of like doing a show. I mean, you're, I mean this is kind of like a show, right? Right, well, guys. no, this is a, this is a friendly chat, Angel. This is a friendly That's what chat. this is. 
That's, that's what we do here on Skywatchers Radio. We have friendly I I, chats. I wouldn't calculate myself being on other shows. I, I, I don't even calculate. And that's not in calculating my TV interviews that I did either. I'm that's flinging. true. That's true. No, oh, but really? see, this what, shows what the see? kind of swag no, we have. Uh, you know, he's doing this for us and that even counting it. Yeah, this, and, man, it's amazing. And we do appreciate it. Of, we really do appreciate it. No, it's, it's amazing on. the amount of shows that he does. I mean, seriously. And, and it's your full-time thing at this point in yeah. your life, isn't it? Well, it is, and, and the thing is, uh, last year I did 100 shows, the year before that I did 100 shows, and I set myself a genre, I said, I want to be a shower, I read books and review them, I'm not doing the show for the public, um, because if I do that, I'm, I'm, I'm at the mercy of the public, okay, and, I, and it is for the public in the end of the day, it became that, but that wasn't why I started, I wanted to do a show because I want to read a book, I want to review it, and I want to know about it, and that's me. That's who I am. That's, I started that off. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an author as well, and I want to review other people's work, like, and I like that. I, I do it anyway. I want to read these books anyway. So, I mean, that's that's the pre, that's the present that I set for myself, or what the premise of what I wanted to do, and I've continued with that. Um, the only thing is now it is for the public too, and I and I read about a few more things that the public want to know about, and I do other shows that I wouldn't normally do, but that's fine. I mean, last year and the year before was a hundred shows each year, and this this year the target is fifteen shows a month, so it's going to be something like hundred and eighty shows for me this year. But um, yeah, ambitious. That's eh? crazy. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a dedicated dude. Let me tell you, but you know who else is very dedicated? The uh, lady who just joined us here on the call, Miss Nancy Burns herself, was getting her headset. Ready there? How yeah, you doing, Nancy? Yeah, and I'm an Aquarius. So what is oh, that? Oh, yeah, there you go. I Aquarius, do Cancer, Capricorn. Alan, what are you? I'm an Aries. Ooh. And Bill's a Scorpio. Let's get Bill on the line. I'm going to call him. So what? Uh, so what does an Aquarius person? Any ambition there? Um, Aquarians are uh, again totally different. I mean, wow, you're you're going out with a water sign as well. I'm in an air sign water sign relationship too. So my my father's Aquarius, but Nancy, so I know Aquarians well. Um, but Aquarians are very very logical. Um, they are the bearers of humanity as well. That's what I call them, the water sign. They bear the waters of humanity. Um, but very very logical. Uh, are you? Are way, still, still, yeah. Different are, way of going you, business. Are like. you still working in acoustics? Sure, my book is hopefully out this month. I've been waiting on Amazon to get their act together with a self-publishing deal. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out this month. And um, Good luck with that. Amazon is a, is a tough one, man, let me tell you. Well, thanks to you, Angel. I have sold my fourth item. On, nice. on Yeah, and, I, you know, I haven't put any effort in it except just listing them quickly, you know. That's all, you, that's all it takes. Just put them up there and people well, will find them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start... Doing this whole thing with um, t- telling people about it, and and then if you if you're a good if you're a good person, you get to be uh, and you stay there. You get to uh, be a collectible person. I can't do collectibles uh, until after three months. I think you have to right. kind of earn it. So I've earned that. I've earned that myself on there. But oh, well, can, oh, can I guy. sell hey. my soul on Amazon? <laughs> Actually, you, you can, can. If you could package it, um, yeah, you can. If you could package it, you could sell it. That's the whole. What do you, look at look at uh, Kardashian, Kim it needs Kardashian. To be you have to bubble wrap it. She's bubble wrapped her own self. <laughs> she, she, no, that's just extra. That's extra padding. That's not bubble wrap. That's just extremely. Wrap. But it's ex- lovely padding. Extremely extra padding. Yeah. Lovely padding, though it is. Now we're going to get Bill on the line, by the way, because we're going to have a full house now here on the the first hour of the show, and in the second hour, you know, we're, when we say goodbye to everybody here, except for the other guy, he's. 
he's kind of stuck. The other, have, I, I, I'm here, the other guy. Yeah, well, yeah. Bill always Bill seems to have referred to me as the other guy. So other no, guy. that's it. You're the that's other guy. Angel, that's it. That's what on the website. I'm changing it. I'm changing it on the website too. The other guy. I'm gonna by the be way. really that's, upset if you do, man. That's happening, that's dude. You better cool. get used to it. It's happening. Totally We're gonna, I'm going to print t-shirts that says the Jackal Angel Espino is live on the Dark Matter Radio Network with a co-host, the other guy. Right, and, and, and if you were to have fans, have you guys come up with a good name for your fan base? Well, see, we've been kicking that around, actually, Nancy. It's funny you bring that up. I We're, think you know, fans of the a-hole. Well, that's a good one. I, I like that, actually. For 12-year-olds only. A-hole nuts. I don't know. I don't know. 12-year-old 12 boys. I, I suggested sky balls because I think balls are so important right now with uh, deflate mm-hmm. gate and stuff. You say balls? Yeah, no, I agree. What about swaggerites? The swaggerites? swaggerites? He has yeah. the swaggerites. Now, I was, I was thinking about sky nuts. Sky nuts is nice. What was you know? this? Pretty yeah. nuts in the sky. Yeah. Sounds like Terminator. Skynets, yeah. I know, that's what I'm thinking. Skynet, Skynuts, that's, 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 you know? I like that, yeah. That's a good way to go. And I could do my Arnold. I'd be like, look here, Maria. (laughs) We are the Skynuts. Angel, real fast for myself and all the other fans, what what is the name of the uh, spinoff to Doctor Who that is the Lady Doctor? Oh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Thank you. Yeah, she passed on, actually. uh, Yes, very sad. Very Great, sad, yes. ah. Sarah, it's called the Sarah Jane Chronicles. Yes, um, nice. it, was a, it was a really, really great show. It was geared for BBC. It aired on BBC Children, ah. uh, which is why it's not normally available on BBC oh. America. But you could download. But she's it. she's got that covered. Don't worry about that. Don't be saying <laughs> that kind of stuff on here, there, Mister Other Guy. <laughs> What's Angel, he talking about? Angel's <clears throat> a collector. He's a he's mm. a has a great storehouse of c- CDs, DVDs. That's why he's selling them on Amazon in uh, the basement, the Jackal's An- basement, right? Angel is an expert on the TV and the movie right. material for sure. Right. So yeah, he's got them. Um, he he can go to his his wall and pull down a CD and burn it. Burn. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't. I don't do that, Nancy. No, I. No, uh-huh. I don't burn. Unless it's like a movie I really hate, but then I wouldn't own a movie I really hate. Except, you know, I, I was tricked into owning a movie I really hate. I was tricked Uh-oh. into it. It did happen oh, once. Oh, by the way. It I did happen out, once. I heard you going off on our show about the new Ghostbusters you're unhappy about. And I didn't, look, I, didn't, I didn't do one and one equals two and figure out why. And it's because it's all women. You don't no, like no, no, oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't, I like, no, no, no. I like women. I, yeah, know, I love the, women. Hey, love chicks. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even who they chose. It's the fact that they're not continuing the storyline from the first two movies. See, my thing was continue the storyline, have these same characters. Characters from the old and passing the torch, and you can have a couple girls in there. There's I don't no care. There's no storyline. There's no real story. That's what line. that's what is killing it. It's a reboot, and they're just rebooting with women. And yeah, they, like these the are like the female versions. Is... But this is stupid. It's like they're the female versions of those characters. Oh, they yeah. even have the token black girl in there because you got to have the token in there, right? But so, it, uh, it's but the same here, thing. It's, like it's if stupid. It, if it was Star Trek, you know, Star Trek passed the torch rather well. Yeah, but see, Star Trek did it differently. It's a sci-fi in a different kind of genre type of sci-fi yeah, where time travel is involved. It's a little different. You guys are so crazy. Ghostbusters never had any pretensions of uh, epic. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek, they all they all had higher goals. Ghostbusters has the Stay Puff Marshmallow Boy 
as the monster. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's supposed to be a joke. It's like Back to the Future. These are lighthearted uh, interpretations, and more people, you catch more bees with honey. These are sweet, lighthearted. You know what's crazy, it was though? the you, 80s. Now they're the saying that Bill Murray wants to play some kind of like evil bad guy in this thing. And he oh, wants to, and like, let's, let's, let's say on, this. Really, Bill? Back, really? And not, not Burns, but B- Bill Murray, really? Wait, wait, I wait. Mean, if, if one of the girls played Sigourney Weaver's daughter from the... No, yeah. it's a son. It's a son, oh, not a daughter. It's a, oh. that, that was actually the premise that I, I hoped oh, they would go such with. Nerds. That they would go with Oscar. They, and I even know the kid's name. Oscar is the baby's name from Ghostbusters too. Yeah, they would have gone with him as an adult. I even said, look, Luke Wilson would be a great Oscar. It would be a great addition to the Ghostbusters. Have him, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. whoever you want to yeah. throw in there. That would be a nice cast. But they just are completely screwing the pooch on this one. I'm sorry. I just uh, as a fanboy, what I about get last night this. on your show last night? I wanted to. I was about. To, I was in tears because I just saw the news and I was like. Uh, because, look, I've met Ernie Hudson. I know him. He, I've yeah. interviewed him. And we've talked about this. And I know how passionate he is about getting the movie done with him in it and the whole cast in it and you know, having well, that yeah, one last final. Work. Well, besides that exactly. other guy, uh, you know, th- there is speaks, a love for this. Alan always speaks for that part of the audience, I'm telling you. I know. Um, That's why he's always, the other guy and I'm the like, main guy. Like last night when he said right. to Bob, when guy, he said right to Bob, Bob Morningstar, what did he, hello? Yeah, when, <laughs> it's when um, remember last night when you said to Bob Morningstar, "Why would I take those letters out <laughs> of of his his theory of the actor in um, Manchurian Candidate?" Oh yeah, to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I, but I, listen, I'm sorry, I had a- it's a leap of faith. But why those? I understand that other guy, yeah. but take the leap, suspend your disbelief. I no, mean, it's a great question. The I'm question like, was something why just like, those letters? Come yeah, on, what combination of thoughts would a person have to have to choose those letters to come? But here's, I did come up with an idea. What if Lawrence Harvey's nickname is Lee? Hmm. Lawrence Lee Harvey. No, no, Lawrence, instead of Lawrence, they call him Oh, okay, him Lee. like Lee Harvey. Lots of well, people call Yeah. What if well, but see, isn't the name Lee Harvey? Named hold on, hold on. Called Lee. I know yeah, but, a whole yeah. bunch of Lawrence called on. Larry, hold but on. I don't know anybody called yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 okay, well, let, let, let me ask a question, because... Okay. Let me ask a question, though, Nancy, real quick. Uh, isn't the name Lee Harvey actually uh, semi-common in that area? I mean, in that time period? Wasn't the nah, Lee Harvey... No, no, no. You're thinking of Joe Bob Thornton and Billy Bob and... Billy yeah. Bob definitely was common. No, when you get when you get Bill on, ask him what Lawrence Harvey's nickname was. Maybe it was Lee. I'm just I have heard that as a nickname for Lawrence. I really have. I'm not making that up. By the way, we're going to call Bill on right now because uh, yeah. he's been waiting in the wings. Let's get him on the so line. Waiting here. in the wings because otherwise he'll fall asleep. Yeah, he will. He will. He'll do that. I've heard. I hear the phone ringing. Yeah, we're going to have a phone ringing. Why not? This is a special it- occasion here on Skywatchers Radio. <clears throat> Hello. Yes. Hello. Mr. Burns, welcome to Skywatchers Radio. How are you doing, sir? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. It is an it's honor to have you. To you. Okay, let's let's ask Bill the question. You know that um, okay. in the Manchurian Candidate, the sniper was played by uh, Lawrence Harvey? Lawrence Harvey. Lawrence Harvey yeah. was the sniper, right. And right, right, right. last night, Bob Morningstar on on the Skywatchers' last show at the crack of the dawn. finale on Tuesday night. Yes, right. He said that Lawrence Harvey and Lee Harvey Oswald their their names are sort of similar. And I was wondering, have you ever heard of Lee being a nickname for Lawrence? Yes. Ah, see that? 
I've heard that. I mean, okay, but, but hold on. Morningstar was saying that that the that the powers that be were preparing us with that movie yeah. for Lee Harvey Oswald. But he said there's lots of other things in that movie that prepare. Well, oh no, 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 no guys. Guys, guys. Well, first of all, the first assassination movie like that was a movie all the way back in the 1950s starring Frank Sinatra and Sterling Hayden and Nancy Gates, one of my favorites, called Suddenly. Sterling he talked Hayden. about Suddenly. He talked about Suddenly. Yeah, yes, it was a very important movie. Yep. It was the first movie. Uh, James Gleason played the Secret Service agent. It was <clears throat> the first movie that actually showed uh, an assassination attempt on a president of the United States. Wow. Mm. Yeah, he talked about suddenly. Yeah. Interesting. But listen, guys, have you heard the theory that Back to the Future has a bunch of hints about 911? Well, yeah, we, we talked about that with uh, Bob yesterday, Robert yeah. Morningstar. Yeah. Okay, okay. I haven't seen the but video, but I do have the link. He didn't say what they were. No, no, they, actually, there's. A, I saw, like, briefly, like, the very beginning of the video, and there's one scene that I guess is the, the main towns in Back to the Future where they have the clock tower and all that stuff. Right. Like, the way it's set up, it's supposed to, like, mimic where the shot was taken uh, to uh, President Kennedy. Well, as the other guy said, hindsight yes. is twenty twenty. Yeah, well, that, the I other agree. guy. Thanks. Thanks. You know, everybody, I have a name... <laughs> You know, yeah, it's the other guy. We love it. It's great. I, I, I'm really it's like, so I'm fitting. Th- I'm really not thrilled about being called the other guy on a constant basis. See, I got T-shirts well, ready, my friend. The yeah. other guy rocks right. on. And I'm on learning Sky how to make, I'm, I'm learning how to make little stuffed animals, and I can make a little stuffed animal effigy of yourself, the other guy. I uh, oh, good, and I'll stick pins in it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bill. I really needed that. You know, I, 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 Alan actually, my... actually, Alan reminds me of a showbiz character, sort of like Mickey Rooney. He's just always in there plugging. You know, like the time you, you fell know, asleep, he he fell yeah. asleep on the air. He did he fell asleep on the air. He was he was like out. trying to hang on. It was like yeah, oh. Sleep, oh, he was snoring. You have it was crazy. No idea what kind of <laughs> week I had just finished. And then Here's he the carried thing. a gun. He carried a gun onto the <laughs> airlines, <laughs> and now he's got to give a fine to the TSA. Well, yeah, I think I, I think that I think he's oh. you're going to pay that fine, or have you paid yeah, it already? Yeah, I I had to pay it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you'll never wow. see your gun again. <laughs> no, uh, that's actually, gone. actually, it's po- actually um, since uh, since I, I have a nice clean slate, they, the officers <laughs> did. did tell, yeah, I did have one. Um, the officers had mentioned to me that I can file for the paperwork to I can file the paperwork for them to return it to me after six months. And do you know when they turned away from that phone call, they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, you can file." No, no, yeah, no, pretty no, much. That, that was what the officers said in the interview room. Uh, yeah, he went. This <laughs> is, yeah. They, I did not actually even ask about it if I was going to get it back. They volunteered that information. And was this uh, a pearl-handled kind of thing? No, it wasn't. It was not one of those cocaine cowboy uh, uh, guns. No, 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 it wasn't. <laughs> that would have been really uh, epic if it was, though. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was just like my a dirty, e- hairy, like dirty, hairy magnum. If you were to or a lucky like, punk. But, you know, lady well, when I fly, I feel lucky. You know, you laugh about this, but funny as it is, one of the officers that was actually there was laughing his ass me, off too. You know, he no, no, he was just like, you know, you should come down to our range. We do tournaments and competitions, and you know, he's everybody was very, 
everybody was more than very cool about it. And, they, and, well, and, I hate to, and I hate to tell you, hold on, hold on. I hate to tell Alan though, real Alan quick, Nancy. I, I hate to tell Alan that you know he does not look like a terrorist, and that's the reason that nobody took it serious. And they're like, oh, this guy here, come on. Right. Look, look at that like, face. Like pharmacist, right? It's like, what are you talking about? I am not going. See, to why do you have to go there? Why? Why do they um, uh, immediately have to be the voice you make when I say terrorists on the air? Why? Do, why do you have to go there? <laughs> why do you have to offend five percent of our audience? I, I don't think it offended five percent of the audience because that five percent that's listening to this show, it must be an extremely moderate of whatever. Yeah, but it's the, it offends the bad imitation people. That's oh, true too. That's the other five percent. Yeah. Yes. All right. Fine. You're right. So okay, that's ten percent. You're you're upsetting now, Mister Other Guy. I apologize. I just can't win today. I just oh, really. Can't. And well, this is why um, he's the other guy. I'm the other guy today. All right. No, but seriously, they were. You know, they were more than cordial with me. They were like, "Listen, this is not. You're not the only person this happens to." Uh, actually, I have a news article that says that there were over twenty five hundred incidents just like mine last year. I read that too. I was going to send it to Angel, actually. Was that there, the one you say today? Yeah, I read it too. That was her trying to make you feel better by sending no. me that. <laughs> no. Keep but, your uh, head up, other guy. It's going to be okay. You know, a lot of people make this stupid mistake. Yeah. You so know, I, tonight, tonight, you guys, uh, when you throw us off the air, yes. uh, who are you replacing us with? Well, we have another packed house in the second hour. We're going to have. Chris Brown joining us. Uh, that's right, Mr. Ah. Chris Brown, good friend. And Tim Schwartz is going to join also the uh, show here in the second hour, along with Mr. UFO Timothy Beckley. Well, tell them all hello. And also, oh boy. Chris, I believe, is, is Chris is partially organizing the McMinnville Conference. So I believe he, he is, yeah. Yeah, I he might want to. Yeah, because conferences are becoming uh, quite the big deal, supposedly. Um Alan, have you noticed a um, a diminishment of conferences of all kinds in the last year, or or not? Um, has Angel told you my background in history? Uh, no, geez, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why would she ask that question if she didn't know, Mister Other Guy? No, no, no. But I thought you went from city to city and did something fun like conferences. I just assumed. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 That's it. Uh, Angel and I have been going back and forth, actually, funny as it is, about doing uh, a conference. Um, and uh, A big one in ufology. A, 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 yeah, a nice, heavy ufology yes. conference. It's the, it, that, that's the way to heartbreak, big heartbreak. I feel, I, I feel so sorry for you and your, and your wallet. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, we did one. We did two with Jeremy Vaney. Yes, we did. Yeah, my formula is a little bit different. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though, Nancy. Here's the thing, Nancy Burns. Uh, this man here, here. Yeah, well, no, here's the thing. Yeah, that too. But he actually put together a very, very good conference a few years ago. And it, for whatever reason, it just did not materialize because of certain issues. Uh, but the thing was pretty much uh, ready to go, right, Alan? I mean, yes, it was. And, and this thing was like heavily, heavily. Yeah. I mean, this thing was really well put together. It really well. was. Uh, if you talk to Alejandro, I believe the conference businesses for UFOs is, in fact, um, picking up. I agree, but you know, I, I think that this is the time where my biggest issue about the current UFO conferences uh, is is that I don't think they're. Let me phrase this right: mm. strategically placed in locations in the country where you have the 
more densely populated areas that people that are normal mainstream people would have the opportunity to go to it. Well, do you the want to bring, conferences you want to bring are out, so far. Yeah, you want to bring out your swamp voice at this point? The swamp voice? Yeah, the Alabama voice. Yeah, I could do that. I just feel that's part of the that's part of the next phase. I think that, I, I think I get that references she's making, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we're we're slodging through, <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. I'm saying like you want to have a major conference in New York, Chicago. You want you don't want to have it in the middle of Arizona, where only certain people who have the disposable income and are secure in the industry and in the environment coming out to it. We want to attract more of the mainstream people that are watching this stuff on TV but would love the opportunity to interact with the people that they've seen on TV, heard about, or listened to on net radio or regular radio. They want to, well, you know, you, know, you want to be in the... I'm sorry, Tim go ahead. Beck, well, Tim Beckley, back in the day, put on the very biggest, I think, that ever ever were in the New York area. And you know? Yeah, it's true. He had the biggest in New York. Definitely. No, no, they were the biggest wait, wait. in the day. They were thousands, right. and thousands, and thousands. Right. You have to ask, yeah, you have to ask Tim Beckley about it because he would be the expert on that. I mean, I've run conventions before. I've been in the background of organizing conventions, everything from hotel contract negotiations to um, to celebrity acquisition to vendor vendor rooms and vendor acquisitions. So I've run the whole gambit of running events. And I think right now, actually, it really is prime time between yeah. what's on TV and the radio shows and the audio and all the downloads and YouTube. I think, honestly, that having it in a larger, densely populated area, as opposed to where, like, the UFO Congress is in the middle of, in my opinion, nowhere. Too many people need to fly to it to get to it. I want to be have something in a city or two or three in year one, uh, you know, where you have such a big enough population density. If you get just even, as I say, with the UFO phenomenon, phenomenon 1% of 1% of 1%, you still got three or 4,000 people showing up. Yeah, but the only problem with that is that the facilities are so expensive in the big cities. I mean, uh, I went to this I with disagree. Jeremy Vaney. Well, we I went to this with Jeremy Vaney. That's why we well, actually yeah, bumped he, over to, to Hobart. Here's, a, here's the thing, City. though, Bill. It depends on who you know, and this man yeah. here actually has amazing connections for this thing. I mean, Bill, he really you have, does. Bill, I could get uh, – uh, Bill, no joke, no lie. I I actually have three different hotels in, in that are begging me to bring them events and business. Wow. No joke. And wow. they're in major cities. I have one in Orlando. I have one in Philadelphia. I have one in Chicago. And I now am talking back and forth with one in the New York, in the five boroughs, not where you got to land into, uh, you know, land into like Teterboro as opposed to JFK or Newark or LaGuardia and then travel God knows how long to get to. Mm-hmm. You well, actually, have the it. closest, air- no, the closest airport to Manhattan is Newark Airport. Correct. Not yes. JFK and not LaGuardia. You're I mean, right. Newark is really a handy airport. You, uh, when I have to fly out um, of New and York, I would always fly out of uh, Newark as opposed to LaGuardia, which absolutely. is like Grand City and, J- and JFK, um, unless you're doing a red-eye flight where you have to be there early in the morning, then really you only have JFK as your choice. Well, here's a, just a slight example of how I deal with um, an event. I have a particular hotel just outside of New York that is willing to give me 
28,000 square feet of event space Mm -hmm. for doing the convention. Mm -hmm. What they want in return is not paying for the event space. They want me to give them X amount of room nights across the event in trade. Mm-hmm. So, so you have right. to get people it's, to it's sign basically up. A gar- yeah, it's, it's basically a guarantee of a certain amount of yeah. uh, rooms. Correct. Um, right, which means that... And I've done it um, before with other conventions. So Right. I yeah. was asked to put on a convention um, in the Yucatan. What do you think oh, of Oh, you're still on the line. Hey, hey <laughs> there, still Swagger. Um, <laughs> in the Yucatan Peninsula? Yep. Now, here's the scientific, here's the mathematical questions you gotta figure out. Where would it be? And are you trying to draw people from around the world to come to it? Or are you trying to draw from the local populace? Not the local populace, no. Um, it'd be conference for ancient mystery stuff like that. Probably near to, um, the pyramid of Kukulkan around that region. Um, Beautiful area. The problem is, is, do they have halfway decent hotels to support that type of an event would be question oh, sure, number yeah. one. And yeah. do they have – and the question is, is how cost-effective is it going to be for the normal person to make it as opposed to people that are in the community? Yeah, I think you would have to probably gear it up for the solstice event where there's going to be high traffic of people there anyway. So at least – yeah, at least if you did come for the conference, then you could also get the Equinox events and see the temples and the pyramids and stuff. So it would that be would, like a fun package. You would have it. You couldn't do it. I, I don't think you would just get the traffic to come there. I've asked to be involved with something. A very prominent author asked me to do something. I might do that. I, funny enough, I, I'm glad you guys are talking about conferences. There, you guys in America have a conference culture. And in England, it's just not there. I mean, yeah. you, you um, go, I don't, for well, yes and no. For the pop culture environment, yes. Don't they have like is, Doctor Who conferences? Yeah, they out have there Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. All the, Jason Joyner. <laughs> you know, Jason Joyner, who lives out in London, he runs the uh, big uh, media pop uh, show that's in uh, that's uh, just outside of the airport. Oh, what is that? What is that conference center? The convention center. There, there's also the he also runs a smaller event outside of just actually actually inside Edinburgh. Um, there there's there is a media there is a convention culture in it's there, in but the it's not EU, like America. Says. In, no, 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 no. Guys, Germany is very big on conventions as well. I mean, I, I think the part of the problem is we're miserable in Britain and Ireland. We don't want to pay for anything. That's <laughs> like, true. That's we're so true. heavily taxed. We're taxed and the weather. The- Everybody thinks the weather is maybe <laughs> yeah. bad. We're taxed on our taxes over here. And uh, it's <laughs> you see, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the Paradigm Symposium. I'm flying to Minnesota this year. I've been asked to join the conference over there. And great to be a part of that. It's my first time in America as well. Really? But, uh, yeah, and and it's fine. I mean, you guys throw a couple of hundred dollars for a conference weekend, and it depends how big it is, obviously. Are right. but people do that regularly in America? There's a conference every major major conference every month. I'm talking about the UFO genre, the ancient mysteries, ancient history stuff like that, and sometimes it all merges into one. But, uh, right, but the problem is you, the conference itself might be $200 for the speaking side of it and the vendor side of it. The problem is it's in such a destination that normally doesn't have a local populace to have attendees join in. That's right. That people are, people are flying and spending 300 bucks on a round trip, plus they're spending 129 on a hotel per night minimum, to say the least. Plus, because of the way it's arranged, they don't, they're actually, 
And where they are, they're actually stuck in the hotel, dining on the hotel food. And I love those $14 hamburgers that really taste like Burger King. Um, you know, it, it's so cost prohibitive for the non die hard participant to attend. I, I see where you're coming from. My vision is to make it a lot more cost effective and a lot more mainstream so that those people that might be channel surfing and watching their, the ancient aliens or the UFO files or, or reruns of UFO hunters. UFO hunters. There you yeah. Go. Got to give Good it job. to you, Bill. You had a great, great series. Hopefully uh-huh. somewhere down the line, we're going to see you on TV again. Um, or well, at you least- will, uh, you will starting in March oh. through May, I'm going to be on, uh, the, uh, on the science channel on the NASA unexplained files. Really? I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, I'll be on eight episodes of um, NASA Unexplained Files on the uh, Science Channel. Excellent. By the way, can I just interrupt and go on a side tangent here with you, Bill? Bill, what did you think of the ISS um, shutting down their video feed when something large and not a meteor came over the horizon? That happened uh, just like a week and a half ago. Everybody does that. I mean, if you can't figure out, I mean, look at what happened in New York. It's the same thing. Yeah, but it's usually, when, rarely is so obvious. Yeah, this right. was really, really like, uh, it's like right. yeah, we're going to change the view really, really yeah. quick right now. <laughs> There's nothing to see. I'm expecting the... Nothing uh, to see on. here. On, folks. Uh, nothing keep to see moving here. on. Yeah. <laughs> This is not the Death Star you were looking for. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> It's the Death Star 2. Well, they have done that a lot. Uh, they've done that with, obviously, yeah, last week. But yeah. they also did it with a lot of radio transmissions. I mean, if you... Oh, yeah. I mean, you will hear an astronaut say something about a, an object, and you'll hear the flight controller say, no, 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 we have to switch to the other frequency. It's... Yeah, it, it it's ridiculous. Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus, that's yeah. it. Code yeah. word Santa yeah. Claus. I still wish that someone, and I'm sure they did it already, I wish someone would really actually chase down and try and dock with the Black Knight and see what that thing is really about. I've, been, is, I've been on it. It's not all it's cracked up to be. The, the controls <laughs> are terrible. The buttons <laughs> are really... Cl- the buttons he are has really that kind of swagger, the other guy. bigger than the outside. That's what the, I want to know. The buttons are really clumsy. Oh, that's a great one better. Oh, it's that's the Black like Knight. a Doctor Who moment. No, that's no, no, a Doctor Who reference right there. Hold on. Five points for Nancy for the Doctor Who reference. Wait, wait. I'll do one better. I'll do one better. He was on the Black Knight. He cut himself, so it's only a flesh wound. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Hey, so, hey Alan, Alan, have yeah. you ever seen Serenity or Firefly? Oh, sure. Yeah, I know some of the characters. Yeah, he's a big fanboy of those. Yeah, he Tell knows Angel members. he has to repay the favor. I finally uh. love Doctor Who. He's got to look at those two. Firefly, the best. Oh, yeah. See, we just got Nancy here uh, into Doctor Who, Alan. She's oh, now a she's a full fledged she's a full fledged Whovian now. Excellent. Well, it's it's. I mean, compared to the crap we've been watching, there's really been some bad ones. I mean, I'll watch any movie that says time travel on it. I don't care how bad. I will okay, hold on, it. hold on. You want to go bad? Let's go. Time <laughs> Bandits. Time Bandits is good. That was a brilliant movie. I want to see another Bill and Ted. I hear they're working on it. No, no, no. Time Bandits with the little that, with the little guys. <laughs> I got yeah, a yeah, yeah, story. the midgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. good movie. Without and, and luck, the, they're the, without luck, they're going to end up rebooting Bill and Ted with like two chicks. But I got I a funny story. I got a funny story. I got to tell you about Time Machine right. or Time Balance. I was uh, <laughs> when that movie was released. There was a billboard on the on the side of the wall, and I was asking somebody for the nearest bank machine. And then and uh-huh. I looked at the poster as I said it to him, and I asked him where the nearest time machine was. 
<laughs> and that, I didn't realize I said it, and, and wow. they just looked at me as and if that's I. How, had, that's and how you could actually pass off as. Uh, uh, and the that doctor. would be so funny if the person <laughs> actually said, "No, no, it's down there." Did you miss your? Did you misplace your TARDIS, Doctor? That would have been a good answer for you. No, no. You, I, I know someone that does this as a practical joke, and he has people filming. He'll run into a Starbucks and say, "Can anybody tell me what year it is?" And then when they tell him the year, he's like, "Yoo-hoo! I did it! I did it! I did it!" And he runs out. <laughs> See, it's John. I am trying that tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm sorry. That's on a more serious note. I I interviewed Peter Lavender this evening from a show that was one of my nice. later shows. Oh, no kidding. How did that really go? good interview? Really good interview. Man, he's so knowledgeable. He's prolific, lot. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry I went on the tangent there, but I honestly, I actually, Bill, Nancy, I, I want to talk to you guys actually, and I was and. Angel will vouch for this. I, I really am looking towards doing something in the extremely near future about a UFO conventions in larger metropolitan areas where the normal street walking, not escort, but the street walking, the normal person in the street that watches. Yeah, he likes street walkers. Street walking would get you in into the, the convention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's that's the extra bonus room. Um, no, but the, you know, where the normal mainstream people that don't normally get to interact with us can actually attend, ask questions at the podium, you know, ask questions to the podium and things like that. Because there's, and you tell me, you guys have been around, is there anything that really caters to the mainstream, not the hardcore people that are in the ufology community? Every single big UFO convention is all about the people that are already in the community. There is no replenishing of the fan base and those that are getting involved. Well, and let, me ask you, let me ask you the big tough, tough question that will sure. burn you out sooner than any other question. How do you handle the fact that some of the biggest frauds in our business are also the biggest uh, crowd pleasers? So they bring the, the most – they put yeah. the most uh, – people in the seats. Well, Nancy, this is uh, the whole argument I've made over and over again. Some of the biggest charlatans and criminals in history have been the most charismatic people around. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, but as a... Castro was very charismatic. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a great question. It's sociopath 101. It is. What what do you mean? Uh, Most sociopaths, whether you're... Yeah, but how do you as a convention uh, organizer deal with this? Do you you book them? Oh, real easy. Oh, yeah, you book them and let Uh, people rip them to shreds. They never do. They never do. You'll see admiring. It's like a cult mentality. The bigger the fraud, I'm telling you, the more they lock the doors. They get, they get, they're the ones that fill every seat in the auditorium where people are all falling out behind the, you know, they can't fit in the room. And Stanton Friedman used, used to say, I'm Stanton Friedman. I'm out here. I've got all these books. And they're all going past him. It's always yeah. they they glance at. And his, it's always like it's always the new agey uh, hoaxer too. Like you well, know, we're the not we're guy. not naming names because we're such a nice nice group. But we are on a <coughs> network in which we could name names if we wanted. Because I, I understand a, your concern. Yeah. Obviously, it is up to the organizer of the event right. to to pick and choose who is actually a speaking guest at the event and who's paying him to be there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, and quite frankly, the, your your taste and your integrity, if you have any, will be the hallmark of the convention and it will either rise or fall. And the problem is you have to figure out, you know, if you're trying to count some dollars, how are you going to fill the seats? Well, if you have people a you don't like. Well, it, it it's not – okay, you're looking that, at 
you know, I, I see where Nancy's going. You know, I see where you're going with and this, I'm, Nancy. And I'm trying to respond to it. And I understand what you're saying. My thing is, is that I want to see a panel of like four or five people that are some people have faith in what they say and some people that they don't, and let them all hash it out amongst each other. I'd love to see that happen, not on a radio show. I'd like to see it happen face to face, and I know I would sure as hell pay to see that happen. Well, Bill that would be that actually one, a Bill great was idea. That one recently, have a debate. Yeah, I mean, it's Bill, it's the Bill. unscripted yeah. and uncensored ufology conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we had one of those in. No, we had one of those in Brooklyn uh, with. Um, oh, I forget his name. Um, it was the Evolver Conference. And that's exactly what we had. No, is a whole. No, that's a whole different animal. It was pinchback. It's, it's it's also up to the attendee to separate. Oh, facts is that the picture. one where the where she got up and walked out? No, that was the um, that was a MUFON conference here here in the Philadelphia area. Ah, yeah. Here, here's the thing, though. I don't think there's going to be a lot of folks in ufology or the paranormal who are. Uh, you know, hoaxing stuff out there. They're going to be willing to participate in something like this because sure. they don't want they don't want to get destroyed in public. Uh, they don't want people to you know to debunk them publicly. So they, they stay away from these kind of no, things. No, 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 Angel. I'm saying just the opposite. I'm saying the world's biggest hoaxers are the ones that fill the convention seats. No, but huh. I completely agree, 100. percent I'm not denying what you're saying, Nancy. Like, I, like I, trust he, me, I agree. here's an example. I'm, go- I'm like, look, if you're if you're putting if you're putting a convention like with uh, let's just drop some names here, uh, Michael Horn and Billy Myers stuff. People are going to flock out to this thing. I mean, because that's a big name. People know what he's about, and people are going to go see what what they're putting on. But I understand what you're saying, Nancy. How me or Alan or anybody else who are you know not in favor of what they're putting out there or don't agree with what they're putting out there? How are we going to deal with them being at the convention or us promoting? Yeah, because that? on the on the air, you two sound very level headed. It's sort of like yes. you know, you will ask the hard questions. Oh yeah, but, absolutely, in a heartbeat. Yeah. But see, if I was putting together a convention, I'll start. First of all, I'll start, you know, getting guests that I do think has some validity to their work. Like I would get, for example, Dr. Michael Heiser. Uh, I would bring Travis Walton in on one of these things. James Swagger. He's a. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to him. I also. So <laughs> much, ooh, listen, I would so much listen. Bill to Burns him. obviously would be there. Nancy Burns would be there. I mean, you I would, would skip you know. Bill Burns and listen to James because I've heard Bill before. So yeah, but see, the world loves Bill <laughs> Burns, Nancy. You don't understand the I, world. I, I think loves yeah, to hear uh, this James, man. you should put together a conference on the Isle of Aaron. That's what I yes. think. I agree with you that. Know, Whatever he said. I, I, I would, and you know what? I'm actually, uh, I've been deliberating doing something in London, and, and, and I know exactly what uh, Alan's talking about. It's I have the, the numbers, event space for you there if you need it. It's the numbers game. Um, but, uh, exactly. you know, I'd love to do it in Ireland, but the, the people just aren't here. I mean, even if the people are here, the ones that are into this, it's just, you know, the numbers are incredibly small. People don't get how small Ireland is. I mean, the, the whole island has a population of 5 million. Most of that is in Dublin and Belfast. Right. The rest of, rest of the country is empty. It's like farming. It's like it's, the island hasn't been inhabited. There's not I mean, a big you, enough population density surrounding Dublin or, uh, you know... And, yeah, and to come back to what I said, to come back, to back to what I said to about London, even putting on a conference in London... I know people, and they don't sell out. I mean, they they don't want to pay more than twenty quid for the day. I mean, what? You're right. London is so. And, and guess what? London twenty quid. I'll tell you, yeah, twenty London quid a day is so is expensive. It's unbelievable how expensive London is. You're right. Oh, it's crazy. It is. 
It's crazy. But here's the thing, Alan. If I was in America, right, and I went to a conference for $250 for a weekend ticket. It would never be that much. Are you kidding me? It would never be. For two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, I wouldn't hesitate. I wouldn't hesitate to spend that money if they were having the people that I wanted. If I had eight people there or six people that I wanted to see, I wouldn't care about that two hundred dollars. I just throw it away and done. I'd be there. That's me. I I understand. I'm in a different. You're in a financial situation where you have the luxury of doing that, but there are a lot of people that aren't. I want to have. I want to have a three day pass. Being a hundred dollars gives you access to all the speaking engagements that are there, as well as the vendors' room, as well as the autograph times that all the speakers that are pimping their books or whatnot uh, will have access to. There'll be well, other the problem functions. Is at a hundred dollars, you're losing money on every participant. Not the way well, I run business. Uh, Angel attendee. can attest to that. Not the way I do things, and Angel can attest to that. I definitely can. Wow. Okay. I've seen him in action. I'm not kidding. I mean, he, he could definitely put together an amazing event. I'm wow. telling you, if the, the event that he had going a few years ago would have gone off, it would have been probably one of the biggest events in ufology, period. It would have I been very. He had a great timing. I was going to say great timing for it, too. Go ahead, mm. Alan. Tell him. What I had was I actually had it. I had a UFO event, a convention I was trying to organize and put together, and it actually coincided with the, la- the weekend of the last shuttle launch. And it was in Florida. And you can actually see the launch pad from the hotel. Right. Right. Yeah, but see, there's the whole point. That is the added, uh, uh, that's the value add. That's the value add. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my goal is to try and have a value add for free at each of the events that I would try and do. Like Chicago. Obviously, we all know about the incidents at the Chicago airport. Right, right. Okay, right, we right. have it. We try and have well, it I at can the tell same you for weekend sure, anniversary. The most populous one we've ever been to uh, was the one in Pennsylvania when there was a big flap. Literally, um, the skies were cluttered with UFO sightings, and it had inv- it had invigorated uh, the, just the population. And this was at a local community college, and people found their way to it because it was. Because the community itself was being under attack almost. And, and, and how long ago was this and how many attendees would you say showed up? Well, it, the, the uh, space that held it, um, they had to turn people away. They had to turn people away for two days. So it never, you know, the amount of people who wanted to come to this. It was, they about, just seven, yeah, it was, it was about 700. It was in Bucks County at the community college. And it coincided. Oh, sure. Right, and it, it, it coincided with the um, aftermath of the UFO flap over Bucks County, but it also coincided with our broadcast of that UFO flap on UFO hunters. Right. Okay, what so, year was this? So, so you had a double, uh, there were people for, who actually were experiencers from the flap and, and, and those who all and, lo- and, and not only that, on the during... Show. But during the show, when Bill was talking, one person after another got up, and they had not reported that they had also seen it. That's why they came to this conference. They came to this conference very deliberately to try to get their voices heard as well. So it was the first time I ever saw a groundswell, and that's and you're on to something, Alan, when you talk about that. Might I suggest a very elaborate, very big ledger book? And that you get people to um, somehow or another sign their names and their dates of their sighting or some such thing. Put put it on record somehow. Um, if you attend, you can get your sighting on record. 
Um, we need a central database of this. Since the security systems of the world are already making the database, you know, the guys who spy right. on us, um, I can only tell you during my tenure, my email is just stacked with stuff that has never seen the light of day. People really need to, you know, be able to do um, reporting I believe of what that. they've seen. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you're totally right about that. I think yeah. my whole thing is, is that my goal is to put this into, well, the what my plans are, which I would love for everybody that's actually on this con- on this show, um, I, I, right. I love to discuss this offline so the the attendees and actually the listeners don't hear all the secret sauce right. that I, I, I'm well, envisioning. I hope, I hope you're going to include multimedia. That's what I hope. I'm sorry, was that a trick question? Really? No. No, yes, of course it's going to include not multiple. just lectures. I, you get oh to God, no, 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 no. But see, one thing you can do is this. I mean, this is what uh, uh, this really is. What happened at the Bucks County Convention in 2009 or 2010? But um, it, it was an idea. But it gave me an idea. If you had the point of the conference for everybody who is um, who has a UFO video. Do it like the great American UFO videos. They have a video, and they come to the conference to show the video, and there are breakout sessions where people talk about the certain kind of videos and talk about the sightings. So it's a participatory conference. Yes, you have speakers. Yes, you have tables. Yes, you have certain kinds of events, but you also focus it on the people bringing their videos. and. Sighting. Yeah, and you, you, know what, you, you know what I would could, uh, just add really fast? In my experience, if you could sell people half hour of Bill's time quietly, mm. that you could promise that you could sit for a half hour and talk to him, um, you would you would be able to sell that. I mean, would be rich, you know, Nancy. Thank you. Rich. <laughs> seriously, because people just line up and and then then somebody else shuffles Bill away, and um, people would love to talk because they, they you know Bill has seen some stuff and can put. You know, and I oh, think no, it's no. the same he, thing with and Bill James. Bill is great. I, I mean, I, Bill won't remember it, but I, you know, I've met Bill in person. And great person to talk with. When? I, when? 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 Um, when is this? Because you're right. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, you've mentioned it twice, and neither time uh, they remembered. So. Yeah, remember I know. Say uh, it again. Bill, I met you at uh, Jason and Grant's event that they had in the Northeast, um, at the uh, Haunted Massive Hotel. Uh, yeah. Was it the Washington? Yeah. Oh, God. Bill loved that so it? much. Uh, oh, uh, oh, you mean the ghost hunter thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met you up there. Uh, we actually sat in the lobby on the sofa and at a really odd hour. We were talking. Jason and Grant came over. They were talking with us as well. We were all hanging out and just joking okay. around and joshing okay, around. Okay, yeah, I remember that conference. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a talk about a well attended conference. Oh, that yeah, was it was incredible. A bril- it, it was a really, really great attendance. Uh, and uh, it, Alan, did you set that one up? Uh, no, I did not. Um, ah. I actually went up there to go talk to them about doing – it was their first event and it was before the TAPSCon event that uh, okay. that okay. they did in uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I had actually met with uh, – was it before or after TAPSCon? I think it actually might have been – no, it was before TAPSCon, uh, I think. I don't know. I, I lose track after a while. But, well, there, um, were, there have been quite a few controversies um, during. Uh, there was an era during that era. Um, 
there was a there are guys kind of there was a guy kind of I can't remember but anyway the ghost hunter type people were befriending us and asking us to shed us flashlight on this terrible controversy. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I, it's prob- it was probably famous in the ghost world Which, where looking con- orbs. You know, no, it was conferences or some. Oh. I don't remember. You know, but it was. But Bill was came back from that one and was just raving and how gorgeous it was and how well organized it was. So forth yeah, that, and so on. Yeah, there was an incident with the people that were organizing TapsCon. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that was way off. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a great, great event, um, uh, but it, it sort of fell. Up. Well, I don't know if I should discuss this on air or not. No, no. By the way, we're at the end of the hour and. <sighs> We have okay. folks uh, coming in in a little bit. And, you know, I just want to say something uh, real quick, Nancy and uh, Bill, since we have you on the line. Uh, Nancy will be very proud of me. I'm actually on TweetDeck. I've been on it for the last um, hour and uh-huh. a half. Uh-huh. I'm using it. Uh-huh. And I, I must say, I must say, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> we've got a couple of tweets here I want to go over real quick. By the way, if you guys want to follow along, you could do that at hashtag DMChat. That's our new hashtag for uh, the Dark Matter Radio Network. Again, it's hashtag DMChat. And of course, it's a little easier to remember. It is, and a lot smaller. So it's easier when you're putting stuff on Twitter because you know yeah, limited characters. More. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, of course, hashtag PSN Radio. And um, a couple of tweets here came in, Alan, uh, about you. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here's, yeah. here's one. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow, get it done, Alan. Thank you. I, I really am. I'm really interested in doing this. Uh, it's been twirling around my head for a couple of months right now. I'm just brushing uh, some other projects off my plate in order to actually take a significant time trying to put this together. And um, I really – I'm I'm assuming that everybody on this uh, conference uh, right now would be happy to be participants and be involved no, in some no, way. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Just okay. saying. Hold on. Hold on. There's, I, there's, I, another, there's another one here I want to go over real quick. Uh, <clears throat> real quick. All right. Another tweet about Alan. Alan sounds gangsta. Gangsta. Alan sounds a little bit professional about this because, and a little bit more analytical about it because I want to do it and I've dupl- I've done it in the past and I can cookie cutter this. But you're doing it in a gangster way. Gangster yeah, way. It's a, it's a compliment. But don't do it in yes. Brooklyn. Do it in Queens. That's uh, actually fu- funny as it is. Um, there's a casino in Queens that actually has hotel rooms that wow. actually has the square footage to do it. That's one place. The problem is, is I don't think they have enough parking spaces, which wow. is why I'm looking at a hotel just outside of Newark Airport. Ah. Ah, well, we got to oh, keep oh, some seats. Oh, oh, See, that, oh, yes. that would, that I, would I know that area, fun. yes. Yeah, that, okay. would be hard to, that would be hard for me to resist, but mostly I've sworn off of them. I've had some really bad experiences yeah, what, some of these events. Make yeah. sure, yeah, you have to make sure in on uh, uh, a venue like that, because if it's in the Newark Airport complex, you can no. get to it by. It's not because you can get to it by path, by New Jersey Transit, by bus, by Amtrak. Right, right. And, and, That's the and, important and thing. Sure you if you know. if you're going to do it in New Jersey, it's got to be near some kind of a hub. So if it's the near Newark Airport. The problem is, is doing it inside the Newark Airport Hotel is is that it's a union facility, so there are union fees for the labor so you there. Really, you really are he knows an insider. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He is a conference insider. Guys, we got to go. we got to go commercial yeah, break. Don't forget to ask Tim Beckley about this because he's we, the we'll case your man. Yeah, Tim yeah. Beckley yeah. is the guy who knows. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, beside you, Jim Beckwith. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might know about the UFO side, but the other types of conventions, I'm more well, than you and Tim should, You and Tim should get together. Maybe, maybe. He's very entrepreneurial. Yes, he is. Well, yes, Guys, he. we're going to be right back on the other side with Timothy Beckley, Mr. UFO himself, and Tim Schwartz. And, of course, he is from Conspiracy Journal. And our good friend Chris Brown is also joining us. And now uh, they've been waiting in the wings very, very patiently. So uh, let's well, say goodnight to Bill. Say, say goodnight to Nancy. Guys, okay, thanks thank for guys. talking with thanks. us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you, guys. Unless you want to stay thank around for another hour and join and have no, like, no, seven no, no, people no. on. No, just no, Bill wants enjoy. to run away screaming. It's best as Enjoy Tim Swartz. <laughs> talk to Tim Beckley. That's the thing. Definitely. Yeah. Good night. Definitely. Good Mr. Night. Swagger, thank you for calling in on this first hour. You're the man. Appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Nice to be here. Right, Bye, Jimmy. We're going to take a trip out. Bye, Bill. Bye, Dancy. Bye. Bye. I love these people right here. These are awesome people. Thank you for uh, joining us in the first hour here on Skywatchers Radio. This is the Dark Matter Radio Network and PSN Radio. And you are listening live the 10 p.m. hour to midnight. From now on. Here we go. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes. You know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. I'm Ryan Gable, host of the Secret Teachings Radio Show. I always attempt to bring you the best information that I possibly can on all sides of each and every story, from current events to ancient history to philosophy, symbolism, the paranormal, comparative religions, the occult, alternative science, and much more. There is not a single topic that we do not cover in relation to the unexplained and the misunderstood. I am not here to tell you what I say is truth, but to allow you to decide for yourself based on the evidence presented and the dots connected. There is no such thing as negative or positive. These are dimensional characteristics that we view through our perceptions. To catch my show, The Secret Teachings, we air every Saturday on the Dark Matter Radio Network at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can also listen on thesecretteachings.info for a free show archive of all of our past episodes. Try as you might, but no amount of disinformation, propaganda, rhetoric, or trolling on the internet will change the truth. The truth is the truth, regardless if the mass is accepted as is or if it is accepted by only one out of billions. For more information, you can again visit thesecretteachings.info. I'm Ryan Gable. Namaste.
All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network, of course, also live on PSN Radio. If you guys are listening in, please join the chat over on PSN Radio. Actually, it's psn-radio.com. Check out the chat over there. And, of course, look us up on our website. Check out skywatchersradio.com for all our podcasts. We podcast everything there immediately after the show. When I say we, I mean me. Because the other guy does nothing, really, you know, yeah, when it comes to the website. But I'll tell you what, he is owning it tonight. Uh, you know, you're gangster, according to Danny from Nolans on Twitter. Nolans. Nolans. Remember, Nolans. He's, uh, he's from all over the place, like 50 Cent. And uh, right now, we're going to be joined by a few gentlemen who might have a thing or two to say about what we were talking about with Bill, Nancy, and James on the previous segment. We have none other than, and I'm going to go down the line here so everybody say hi as I mention your name. Uh, first of all, we have Mr. Chris Brown on the line. Chris Brown, say hello to the crowd. Hey, oh. how you doing, Angel? All right. I didn't think you were going to say hello there for a second. <laughs> Spooked me. All right. Then uh, we also have Mr. Tim Schwartz on the line, Conspiracy Journal's own, and hey, from the Outer Edge. There you go. Sorry. There you go. No, no, no. Uh, hello to the crowd. How's that? <laughs> Jump the gun just slightly. <laughs> and last but definitely, definitely not least, by no means is this man least, the one, the only, Mr. UFO himself, Mr. Timothy Beckley, you is know, back I, on Skywatchers. Welcome back, I, sir. I'm always flying high when I'm on the air on PSN Network. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm on. Okay, I got to ask what state you're from if you're flying high. <laughs> <laughs> what what state? Oh, well, I'm in the Big Apple snow covered. Oh, snow okay. Covered nice. Oh, I thought you were saying you're flying high because it's in a state where it's legal. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> that too. On Oregon. <laughs> no, I gave that I gave that up. I gave that up 40 years ago. <laughs> Funny. He's, just, I, he's just in a natural state of euphoria. There you go. Yeah. yeah. All right, that well, works too. Hey, this 40 is my years first, ago, huh? This is my first Skype broadcast. It really? is. You sound fabulous. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah, because that? you just got yourself uh, hooked up here with this amazing amount of hardware. I mean, this man went crazy spending money. He bought himself <laughs> mixing boards, <laughs> professional Yeti microphones. I mean, he went to town and spent twenty something dollars on a headset. There you go. <laughs> and well, he sounds great. Look I think at him. It was thirty nine thirty nine dollars, I think, yeah. Oh, you oh, must so have gotten the one that came that, from directly that included, from Amazon. That included free shipping. They really charged you for the shipping now, dude. Absolutely, they, yeah. <laughs> one way or another. There's nothing got free about yeah, there was right. nothing free out of that. Yeah, Absolutely. nothing free. But you sound great, Mr. Well, UFO. You. you do. Well I've been doing now, this I've been doing this now for since the uh Mid nineteen sixties, I think I did my first radio show, and I've probably been on over a, a thousand radio and TV programs. And now, thanks to you, Angel, I'm getting my own show after all these years. Not only that, and finally, after all this time, you finally sound great on radio. Look at this! <laughs> Congratulations all around. Well, yeah, I know uh, he is starting his own show. In fact, he is sort of taking over a show that uh, once was held. By the man who's on the line with us, Mr. Sh- Tim Schwartz. Uh, Tim Schwartz, I know. Is sh- I say Schwartz, I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that's all right. May the the other Tim, with you. <laughs> the Schwarzenegger, uh, of course, he's taking over Unraveling the Secrets with Timothy Beckley now. That's right. That's right. And, yeah. and my co-host, Carla Anderson. Carla Anderson and Timothy Beckley are Unraveling the Secrets. And that will be starting February 7th at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. 
See, we're moving up in the world. Yes, indeed. Sideways or Excellent. backwards. Well, or, as long as we're not yeah. traveling back in time, that's always a good thing. Moving Unless forward. you're going to change something in the past that's going to benefit the future, then it's kind of worth it. No? Yeah. <laughs> I'm alone on this one. Huh? I'd have to think I'd have to think about that. I've I've been almost perfect all my life, so But don't you wish that you can go back to that one time that you weren't perfect, like you know, that one time you were caught picking your nose in traffic or something. <laughs> well, no, pretty lady. Thing, no, the worst experience Happens I ever had, I think I might have ma- mentioned this to you, Angel. I was on a TV show with Woody Derenberger and That's a couple bad. other people in Washington DC. And uh I got a bloody nose while I was on the air. But now, uh, actually being, uh, you know, uh, used to the camera and so forth, what I would do is while they were, luckily there were two other, two or three other guests, while they were interviewing, the the cameras were on the other guests, I would be busily wiping the blood from my uh, nose. But that has to be certainly one of the most uh, embarrassing experiences. And then one other time I was on a TV show and I thought, geez, I'll dress really nice. I'll wear a blue shirt. And I was supposed to show like a dozen slides. Well, the slides would have shown on my shirt because uh, oh, in blue those screen days, instead of green blue screen. screen, screen, yes, indeed. <laughs> so they had to go around the studio and find somebody with the same shirt size so they could loan me their shirt. <laughs> I can imagine that conversation. Can you? Can I borrow your shirt? You fit. Same <laughs> size. Shirt. Same size. Take, take your shirt off. I'm going to take the shirt off your back. Yeah, he meant that literally. <laughs> All these things happen. Playing. Yeah, yeah they, they do. Now, in the last segment, we were talking about conventions, and uh, we've all kind of like uh, had our fair share of uh, experiences in conventions, but none other, uh, none has had better experiences, I think, than Mister UFO himself and Alan, the co-host here, who's was who's owning it, like we said on the first segment. Uh, but Chris Brown is also going to be on a convention pretty soon, right? Chris, you're going to do uh, your first con- big convention. Yeah, my first one here. I'm working with. Uh, with the director of the McMinnville UFO Festival here in Oregon, and uh, so we've uh, we've cool. been touch here, yeah, for for actually two weeks ago we talked and and we're working with them. We're actually maybe trying to get to get Bill there, so uh, that'll work out. But who knows? But yeah, that's that's in the plans. So if that happens, that'll be in uh, I believe May seventeenth. Uh, to like the twenty first, I believe it goes on or the other days. The, are, I mean, are you part of the organizational side of it, or just one of the uh, speaking guests? Just gonna be one of the speakers, yeah. Just just to get myself out there, and and it's in uh, McMinnville. In McMinnville, yep. And you know, for those who don't know, McMinnville's uh, synonymous with the first, I believe it was picture that they had had a farmer took of a UFO disc yeah, in the tre- field. The Trents, the Trents. Okay, yeah. Yeah. See, now, this is my point. All these more than decent UFO conventions that are out there are all in these obscure places where the mainstream. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Normally yeah, get to. But this, these places is like where a lot of the people are getting abducted. That's kind of like where they're You're going, right. You know? They do have a significance <laughs> to them, and I'm not denying that. What well, I'm saying can- is, is that to get more attendees. They need to be in more larger population density. That's true. Let me tell you something. You, Please. You say, you say that. And uh, now I'm the master of holding conventions. I started <laughs> back in 
the mid nineteen sixties yes, the mid nineteen sixties when you could rent a banquet room for a hundred dollars. Today right. if you go to a large Jeez. city, they want thousands of dollars for a setup, you're never gonna even break even. So you better find somebody who is just going to finance it for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much now, exactly. I, I, I used to work different deals with hotels, like I was doing it maybe three, four years in Phoenix and we had a deal with the hotel where if we filled X number of rooms, they would give us the facilities for Right, free. a sliding scale of attrition for yeah, the hotel rooms. But, yeah. but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work quite that well anymore because uh, people used to come from all over the world. I mean, I had people from Scandinavia. I'd have people from uh, England. Now you don't quite get that concentration of uh, uh, out-of-towners. So I agree. It's really, it's really hard to attract an audience anymore. Oh, my goodness, yes, because they're watching you, Tim Schwartz, on the History Channel. They don't <laughs> need to say- <laughs> Very true. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. absolutely and, and right. Yeah, very and, true. And they're, and they're listening to us who are giving all this valuable information away for free. You're right, yes, yeah. in one degree. But I'm saying my whole, my whole philosophy on this is is that, a, those people that they've seen on TV, they'll be able to get to meet some of them in person and actually ask questions to them instead of just listening to what they're spewing on yeah, TV. Yeah, well, you know, you know, our, top- good, yeah, our good friend there, the uh, open mind people, they, they seem to have it pretty much uh, sewed up and contact in the desert if you go for the more extreme uh, element uh, of this. But it's a very, very right. costly thing to put on. Now, let me tell you, in addition to this, um, I had a couple of uh, hearing impaired people who wanted to come to the conference. I had to hire signers, you know, hand signers, which right. cost me $50 an hour. So at the end of the weekend, I had a bill for close to $3,000 just Ooh. for that. So wow. there's a lot of there's a lot of elements uh mental airfare. note and, and okay. make a picture mental picture yeah. don't okay. don't to, have well, sign language people there. Uh, it's Well, no, but you can't legally you have to. <laughs> If somebody comes Man. and they are hearing impaired, you must the provide law. them. You must provide mm-hmm. them with a signer, and you have to have two because have you ever tried signing for twelve hours? You can't do it. It's like on and off for an hour at a time, and then you got to get the next person. Uh, we can get the guy from the Obama speech in Africa pretty cheap. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just thinking. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure that guy yeah, would not charge us much. He needs well, work. Also, air, airfares today. Uh, as oh, you no, know, no, no, I, I have alliances yes. with. Ho- I ha- I have I ha- I understand your yeah. your concerns but yeah. I luckily because of what I've done in the past yeah. um the skill set that I bring yeah. to the table and yeah. how well, I would bring, organize bring, the event bring, would be bring, bring that stack of money to the table that's what's important but yeah, um, I know. okay let me tell you this too uh yeah, that's exactly addition, what it is okay. Alan. all right yeah. uh, let me okay let me tell you this too in addition to you say what what major cities are you talking about like Chicago New York yeah, those are two of them. Okay, we'll the see. Seven. Okay, here, here's here's the problem with that. You cannot get any publicity in those towns. You have to pick a town like I did, like Phoenix or a, a little smaller community where you can get in every newspaper. If you come to New York City, you're not going to get one square inch, and an ad will cost you five hundred dollars. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, I got to ask yeah. the stupid question: yeah. Why would you even want to advertise in a newspaper nowadays? Well, where would you advertise? The target market that we <laughs> the internet, to... Facebook. Yeah, yeah, but that's target... not, it's yeah. not going to bring it. That's not going to bring you in a huge audience. And the newspaper is who reads really? the newspaper. Really? Are you well, kidding? No, me? I, don't, really? I don't think. It, yes. Who reads I, the paper I, I, these days? Who reads? Well, you're, yeah, well, you're, you're 
right. Who reads the paper these days? You're right about that. You're right. But it used to be. It certainly used to be. I would run. It's all social media. It's all social media now. And and I've been, you know, I've been in the running events world on the comic book, sci-fi, fantasy, comic comic books, comic books, and UFOs. Are a totally different. Agreed. Oh, that's a good point. I a hundred percent agree right. with you, but I do believe some of the methodology of running, promoting oh. those events crosses over. Well, are you go, are you are you going to do this? Uh, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Oh, that's go what ahead. we've been planning. That's a yeah. We've been you know, I, I have hotels that are willing to work with me. I have. Well, yes, yeah, so you can you can find a hotel that's willing to work with you. But getting getting a a, a sizable audience there to cover your nut is not that easy. All I'll I be, want is a thousand. We got big nuts though, huh, Tim. You're not you're, you're not going to uh, get a thousand people. I doubt uh, it. I, I I would beg to differ with what I have planned and how I have it planned. But right. I you know I want the give yourself to try and do give it. yourself you got to have a year to organize it. Don't do it any. Quicker. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. All right, that's good. Yeah, eighteen months. That's what I've done for the other events that I've been involved with. I've uh, and you know just to deal with everything from the hotel to the advertising, the marketing, and getting people to sign up, and you know getting the guest list. Um, and the staff that's going to monitor all the rooms and everything. I, 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 it, it, it's, there is a, there is a formula to doing this. Um, I just want to, I'm just hoping that it'll translate from what I've done in the past into the genre that we all have a passion for. And now a hush falls upon the crowd. Well, you know, I was just thinking, I just, you know, I wonder (laughs) anymore. How many people out there are are that interested in UFOs? You know, uh, on their own. Yeah, oh, you'd I be can, surprised, I can, I can Tim. Tell you'd you, be surprised. I've got I've got two hundred uh, books that we've published. UFOs are not the big topic uh, at the uh, the moment. That's for sure. They're they're not. I mean, they're, most people <clears> are interested in more paranormal type of stuff, mainly in. Uh, spell books and the occult and, and what we would call the old line uh, of the uh, uh, metaphysical. I, I, I don't know if I agree because, you know, as we look to what's even on TV and on YouTube and even with open minds and everything else, there's more and more people that are watching the videos. There are more, there are more TV shows coming out about UFOs, ancient aliens, ancient mysteries. Yeah, but that doesn't uh, mean paranormal. that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that those people are are going to come to your uh, conference. But on the other well, hand, if you take a commercial, places. I'm sorry, but if I, you I take was a commercial, say, that's what I, yeah, of course. You know, if you make them aware that it's coming, and for the cost-effective price to for them to get in the door, and it's literally they could either take a bus over or a, you know drive over, you know. They get to a interact with the people they've seen on the TV. They get to ask them questions. They get to hear their opinions in real time. Even maybe get a photo op or an autograph. Guess what? People will come to the door. Maybe they will. Let's hope so. That's right. Yeah. Hey, and, you know, for for ten dollars, we'll kiss them too. You know, I do it for five. Yeah, well, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on. No matter who it is, hold on, hold on. Well, well women I'm, only. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, don't get no ideas there, uh, Angel, Mr. Angel's taking, Angel's taking out his wad of twenties. Yeah, I, 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 I am a kisser. I am a kisser. 
I was going to say, for $20, you even get some tongues. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guarantee, I, I by the way, I ladies. Need that visual, but, I didn't need that visual, but thanks for sharing. But my my whole premise of this is is that the one thing I have noticed about the UFO community is that there's nobody that is how can I phrase this right? There's nobody that's replenishing the fan base. There's nobody repl- there's you know people that are into the UFO community are just getting older and older. There's no younger crowd that that's really delving into it. But and that's what we really Alan. That's what we're doing. Right. That's what we're doing now. That's what we do. Uh, and you got me because that's and kind of the way Chris I, I, I'm looking at myself as kind of the new the new blood of I guess of well here, here's, here's the thing. Uh, on right there, Alan. Here, here's the thing. There's a person that I know that I was really good friends with at one time, and uh, we've actually uh, since spoken. And uh, mended fences, and he had a great term for what you're exactly describing there, Alan. Uh, he called it the new guard of ufology. Yeah. Okay, and I'll give really, you that. that's what ufology does need. Uh, and he came up with this term uh, a few years ago. He ran with it. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't really ca- caught on as it should. Uh, but guess what? Ufology. But really the ideology need of it is there. Exactly. The ideology is perfect because you're absolutely right. You know, we do need uh, that new uh, voice. That new voice is watching YouTube for what's out there. They're watching what websites and they're watching the TV shows. I mean, I, you know, my girlfriend has three kids and I'll tell you on Friday nights, you know, everyone's watching, you know, the, the history two channel, wh- mm-hmm. whichever alien show is on, whatever, whatever's on because, and we all talk about it and discuss it. I mean, there are teens and there are 20 somethings that have a passion for this, but they don't know how to access it outside of their That's keyboard true. or their computer. That's and true. this is what I would like to do. Well, and that would be, you know, to me, that would be great. You know, if there could be, a resurgence of interest, you know, within you know the the younger community, because you know, like you said, I mean, they're the existing th- conventions that are out there now in ufology are all the the attendees that are going are people that are <coughs> that have seen oh, each other year after year after year because they have the passion, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's really no new blood, and these places are so out of the way. People have to save up way too much money to even get to multiple events or even just well, one. You could, have, you could have asked Bill Burns that he discuss the conference that they had in Jersey City right next yes, to the path train and yes, had he hardly anybody there. And how long ago was that? And A couple of years. I don't know, three, four years ago. Okay. And what did he – besides where it was, what else – you know, what – did he discuss with you what he think he did wrong? No. I don't think he was the actual. I don't. I don't think he was. Uh, it was somebody else who was the actual promoter. I believe he, he was, was just one of the yeah. speakers. Here's the thing. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, uh, Tim Beckley. Uh, it's all about promotion. It really is. It, yes, it, it is. is. How it you, is how you a, put this out there? It certainly. How, it certainly is to a large degree. Absolutely, yeah, it, it, I would it, it agree is, with it. it if you know, and if you know yeah. exactly how to reach yeah. your target yeah. audience, uh-huh. these things could be very profitable and oh, very maybe successful. Maybe so. Maybe so. It, it does the, take a lot of work. And now, look, successful I, yeah. are two different things. They don't. Here's the thing. Here's, well, here, yeah, that's true too. But here's the thing. I've seen a lot of conventions, and I've seen some of the UFO conventions in the last few years since doing the radio stuff. Yes. And I've, you know, I've interviewed people that are going to conventions, and they plug uh-huh. their conventions, and then I follow up with them. And the one thing I've always noticed is the marketing sucks for a lot of these conventions. Yes, they, they do. Don't know, Absolutely. They don't know what they're doing. It's uh-huh. a terrible, you know, artwork on the websites. I mean, it yep. just looks sloppy. It looks like a, a third grader did this. Yeah, we're going to uh, be the new guard. 
Exactly. So, I mean, it's all eye candy, and it's all in the way you reach the masses and how you get them to be interested in what you're trying to put together. And it is all a marketing yep. technique. You know, and it's, why do you it's think certainly, it certainly look, would help if there were a few more uh, uh, sightings to uh, go around. Well, that I know- too, but here, yeah, that too, but here's the thing. Why do you think the comic book conventions are so big? Uh, comic book conventions you know, in the 80s weren't as big as they are now. They've grown and gotten really, really big because of the way they're, they're handled, the way they're put together, the, the way they're marketed. The stuff that is there is very interesting. It's all sci-fi stuff and comic book stuff, and, and people dress up for it. I mean, you could do the same kind of similar thing with ufology very easily. You have big names in ufology you could draw from. Uh, you have big events. You can have sections for the Randlesham Forest event or, you know, incident, for the Roswell incident, for Travis Walton stuff. I mean, you can have all these big names and really market it properly and really put something nice together that would really, you know, pique the interest of people. But here's the thing. You have to have the right person behind us and yes, in charge absolutely. that knows what they're doing and knows and has the experience to doing it with a new logical type of sense, not the old way of doing these kind of conventions, which is where ufology has failed over and over again in the last decade plus. I think, look, Open Minds does a great job with their conventions. They really do. They're one of the few leading the way they really put together their conventions the right way. That's why they've been successful. They, they draw people to these things. Well, yeah, but who, uh, yeah, but the question is, is who are they drawing? They're only drawing what we now have termed the old guard. The right. repeats again and again. And right. one thing we've no, learned well, is, yeah. okay, fine. Maybe, yeah. co- no, okay, even, they, if they, say, even if we but say, even if we say, it's not always that's just That's why that. I'm saying, hang on, Angel. If 25% of the people are new attendees, just given that, okay, just right. on average, 25 new people, and there's a churn, there's a churn ratio of some type that I'm sure we don't know, but it's right, there right. between new and old people. They might do a great event, but it's all the old, Old guard, I guess, and <laughs> they don't cater. The only way you find out about the conference is if you've been to another conference already mm-hmm. or you come across it, luckily, on a website, and that's it. If you let come me, across it. Let me, yeah, let but me here's the you. thing. They're, they're as popular, but here's the thing. They're so popular now, Open Minds, that people know about them. If Look, anybody who's into ufology eventually will stumble across Open Minds. I mean, that's just that's the way it is now. But the obscure places that they have the events is not justifiable to get out to. I'm saying, uh, you know, what is it? You don't bring you don't bring Muhammad to the mountain. You bring the mountain. Let me let me let me ask you this question: Why 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 such a uh, 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 a hankering to 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 get this out there and to share this with? I mean. Why? What's the necessity of doing this, really? Um, I, I mean, is it a financial that or thing? I? Or yeah. <laughs> is it a financial thing? Or well, I mean, are you looking to make money on it, or do you want to spread the word? Or I, how about a little bit of both? Is a fair yeah. answer. A little bit of both. I mean, look, a little bit of both is a fair answer. Obviously, like you have to get paid for it because you're putting your time, effort, oh, and, and resources yeah. into it. So you're yeah. going to have to make money. Yeah. I mean, that look in any business. If you go into it saying, you know, I don't care if I make money or I lose, uh-huh. you're an idiot, straight up. Because every business you go into it knowing that, hey, I have to turn a profit. I have to make money at this. If not, what am I doing this for? So of course you're going to go into it thinking, you know, monetarily trying to make some money. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's a little bit of both because we really love the subject, and you know, this is something that I think and he thinks could be really, really important and big if done right. Am I right, Alan? I think, yeah, I think it's a subject that eventually is going to be proven. Like, ha, we told you all so. Here's exactly. the papers, or either that, or hey, look, they're landing. 
What, what was it that I said that I would love to be that show that proves and you know comes out with some info or some news that hasn't happened on their show that proves you follow the UFOs are real that the whole thing is real? You know, this oh, show- once you know once that happens though, all of us are out of a job. Because then it'll, oh, be, no. it'll, be, it'll be taken over by the scientists no. and people no, like that no, who no. say, like, you know, oh, well, you know, well, yeah, we told you all along that this was real. And, you know, the Tim Beckleys, the Tim Swartzes, the Angels, you know, we're going to be forgotten about. Cause well, be, no, uh, me, no, me no, maybe, no, but not you don't guys. Don't say that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's true. I have, that, put, I have put 50 years into this not to be forgotten. <laughs> Nobody I, I can forget gonna, you, Mr. Beckley. Yeah. Okay, uh, I guess we're going to have to have you as one of our primary guests of honors at the inaugural event, right? He—he's Mr. UFO. Hello. Well, you have I, to. You have I was to. being a little uh, sarcastic, and I, about that. And I, and I command <laughs> the big bucks. <laughs> really? That event was. That event was fifteen dollars. Because after all, now I have my own radio show. Fifteen bucks. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, if you have the own, your own radio show, you know where you're going to get paid the big bucks. We'll actually advertise on your radio show. All That's right. That's where you'll bucks. make the bucks. How about that? There you go. See, I play fair. Well, you know, you made a good point, though, when you were talking about, say, like uh, Comic-Con and Dragon Con and and places like that and why they have become so successful, um, you know, uh, you know, within the last, you know, probably, what, 10, 15 years. No, no. Dragon Con is on year 28 right now. Um, But I mean, now, now, though, I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, an audience of, you know, thousands. You yeah, know, the last 15 years is double Dragon Con gets yeah. 78,000 attendees over three, four days in it's, Atlanta every year. I'm, a, I'm, exactly, I'm, I'm oh, no, there no, every year. Exactly. That's my point. That's my point. What do they do right? You know, because when I when I was a kid, you know, comic books, you know, you know, there was the comic book geeks, you know, like myself, and that was a, that was about it. Now, you know, now <laughs> wow, that now, must have been lonely. <laughs> it, it, it it was well. I mean, you know, you didn't have you explains didn't have a lot the, about you. I'm just saying you didn't <laughs> have the, you didn't have the internet or anything like that where you could connect. You know, I mean, you were lucky if you could find you know like a group that you could you know like mail to or find a magazine. You know that catered uh, uh, to you, but now you have the internet, which is you know such a beautiful thing. It's a great equalizer. Yeah, where everybody can you know find you know uh, find their soulmates, so to speak, with this. So what can and then sell them on Amazon? See, what, this, can, what can the UFO community do? What can the, uh, a UFO conferences do that you know follows? Uh, I have a list already. Don't worry about it. Got it. <laughs> Can't give out all the secrets on the air, man. No, 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 no. We want to hear all the secrets. No, no. Tim, <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from. I've been in I've been in the convention world for twenty plus years. Comic books, sci fi, anime, horror, home shows, state fairs, things like that. I've been entrenched in it on the other side of the table or on the other side of the booth or running something in the background um, for many a year. So I understand what you're saying, and I, what I'm saying is this, what I want to do will retranslate some of the ideas, concepts, and methodology that has worked for those conventions and bring it into the UFO conventions. Agreed. Yeah, which, I mean, that, now, to me, that would be a beautiful thing. Tim uh, Schwartz, uh, you, you know me, and I'm not a very excitable person. I'm uh, very calm and relaxed and... <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. But I'll tell you what, I was extremely, extremely giddy and happy and excited when I saw what he was putting together a few years ago. I mean, that had me like salivating at the mouth, man. I was ready like to, to be a part of this thing no matter what because he was doing it the right way and the marketing was beautiful. And I was like, finally, somebody's you know getting it right. Yeah, and I had a health issue which didn't let me um, manage the event, which is why I had to put it on pause. That that brought tears to my eyes when he tells me when he tells me that he has to cancel this thing after what was the months of us hyping this thing on the air huh. and talking about it on the shows and uh, man I was like yeah I'm gonna get a press pass and I'm gonna go out there and we're gonna take videos and we we're jonesing about this thing man when he told me that I literally I, I was doing a show crying that's how sad it was. Well, these things happen, unfortunately. It does. But now he's in good health, and now I think it would be a great time to do this again. I think that the timing is right mm. with with what's on TV, with what's on the net, and what's on the regular radio, as well as what's on internet radio and blogs, that there is enough of a fan base out there to do this style of UFO convention. I don't know if great. I want to call it a conference. I like, you know... It, it, the way the way I have it planned, I think everybody will be more than happy with how comfortable of an atmosphere it's going to be, and how open speaking the attendees as well as the guests will be at the event as well too. Well, and people come to places, you know, to things like this to have fun too. Right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a it's a lot just, of fun at the it's a social it's a social event. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Right, it's a social event, but as we've seen at all the already existing events, it's it's the uh, I, I don't want to get slammed for saying this, but it's an older crowd that a lot of new people don't feel welcomed into and can easily identify with the people. Okay, l- let me put it this way: the events that are going on now, the bigger conferences. The attendees who have been going for years are only friendly with the people that have they've known for years. They don't really welcome in a new face um, for whatever reason. Yeah, you kind of like you have um, to be like grandfathered into this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so true. It is it, true. Yeah, it, it, it's really a cl- you know. It, obviously, it's really closed. Well, you're gonna say it's a cult? No, 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 no. No, no, I'm, I'm saying that the people that have been going to these events do not welcome in the new blood or someone who's just coming in for a cursory peek, and it leads them to not want to come back again because they had such – while they found out – while they enjoyed the information that they found out, they couldn't share in the camaraderie and the self-identification as being part of this – Wanting to know more well, phenomena. That wasn't that wasn't our shows. If you look on the internet, people are still talking about the programs that I put together. We had a good cross section of the public. People came. They listened to the speakers. They hung out all night till five o'clock in the morning. Sometimes we had we had rock musicians there. We had painters. We had artists. Uh, we had uh, people that were in, in, involved in the health uh, uh, community. You know, holistic and and so forth. Uh, but it just, it, it was just so much work. You've really got to t- have a team of people behind you to do it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. like you say, a lot, a lot of our, uh, a lot of our people got, uh, older and a lot of them, frankly, passed away. 
Well, my whole thing is is that you know the you know I'm going to take some of the workers from the already that already have the experience from the comic book convention world and yes, well, plug them go. into That's this. A good idea. All right. So you know, I, you know my my thoughts and methodology and my planning hopefully will cover most of the bases. And, and, and when will you when will you make a decision on this? I've been mulling it over for the past uh, two months. Um, I have hotels in different parts of the country that are begging me for the business, um, and I, I really haven't made a commitment to any of them yet. But um, I, I'm looking. I, I'm thinking I might want to announce something um, if, if I do put it together. Something in April or May, and uh, you know, is when I'd announce when the event's going to happen um, or the events plural. Um, I like the idea of doing a tour, um, but you know there's some planning that still needs to happen. Um, there's there's names that I like to get on board and have them commit and confirm in writing that they'll be a part of each of these events. You know there there's things I need to put on the table. There there's papers that need to be put on the table before I launch this. I guess is a good way to put it. So there's some planning involved still, and I honestly think though um, if I do this right. The first event will happen probably September of 16, if all works out. I like the idea of 18 months to plan for the first event. I'd rather overestimate than underestimate when it comes to time. That's a good amount of time because you can really promote the hell out of this thing. Exactly. I mean, you could saturate the internet for months and months and months exactly. uh, with, with this thing. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's a great amount of time to promote exactly. it. Exactly. And, and with everything that's going on in this world, um, you know, I, 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 my spec. I mean, I mean. Here, let me ask you guys, all all of you. I mean, I want to personally have it strictly uh, ufology slash ancient aliens, but I have other people that say add a paranormal factor into it, add a cryptozoology factor into it. What are your guys' views on that? I'd love to hear opinions on. Should it be a dedicated only to the UFO phenomena, or should we have a full-spectrum event? I think you should probably go for the full-spectrum in a sense. If you're, if you're really trying yeah. to get a lot of people, and you're trying to get as much people as you can, that's almost about the only way you could do it. I agree with uh, Chris here. I think uh, he's right. Uh, even though you know my heart says you know just do ufology only and really make it about that, but I, you know thinking about it in a monetary way, uh, you really would open yourself up for a bigger, bigger audience if you just go you know right through the spectrum of paranormal, uh, from ghostly activity, you know hauntings, whatever, uh, just go all right down the spectrum and, and you know focus it on everything, a little bit of everything. I think that is uh, an ideal way to, to to market it and go, especially well, for the first year and the first time you're going to yeah. concentrate on as many people. As Beckley mm-hmm. said, as many people as you can get on there, that is your, your but key do you, goal. The, yeah, so. but I, I don't know. Do I want to take the, you know, throw anything on a wall, you know, shoot shoot a shotgun at a wall and effect, or do you take a sniper effect and just zero in on the real target market? Well, see, that's the thing about the UFO phenomena also has a paranormal aspect to it as well that a lot of people uh, are loath to talk about. Uh, don't realize, you know, what's going on. Uh, you, you, you look at just about, uh, um, uh, any other, uh, you know, and I'll put this in quotes, mm-hmm. you know, paranormal, uh, event, whether it be poltergeist activity, ghost, Bigfoot sightings. There have been cases where UFOs have been associated, uh, with those or vice versa. Absolutely. 
Right, right. So, I mean, if you just if you just go and concentrate on strictly UFOs, then are you going to go then with like the nuts and bolts? You know, well, like yeah, these you know UFOs are definitely you know extraterrestrials from other planets. Everything else is you know is bullshit or sorry, uh, bullcrap. Yeah, I can't say that on the dark. Yeah, <laughs> so, sorry about yeah. that. Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, and he's I a think, professional, folks. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now here, I, for example, uh, I'm having Ted outrageous on, uh, the first uh, show, February seventh, uh, unraveling the secrets. Now, Ted, of course, uh, started out uh, when he was about, uh, I think, uh, twenty years of age. He was down there in Socorro investigating the Lani Zamora, uh, you know, landing. Uh, and right. uh, Okay, the police officer who saw this object with the tripod landing gear and so forth and then he became associated with dr j allen heineck and um, i guess collected over a period of uh, 50 years something like three thousand landing trace cases well now he started out as being a big believer in the interplanetary aspects of this and ufos have to be coming from uh outer space but he will be discussing uh his belief uh, that uh, there is a solid connection between UFO events and paranormal activities. What he has seen himself in the in the last uh, ten years or so has led him to believe that UFOs are paranormal in nature, and a lot more people are swinging over to that side because there is just not a heavy weight of evidence that uh, UFOs are solid physical craft. Now, they may enter our atmosphere and take on a solid physical appearance for a brief period of time, but where do they go to? They just vanish? They go back to Pluto? I mean, every 15 minutes? Well, there's, I mean, yeah, but there's even, uh, you know, there's even credible evidence that you could kind of look into that suggests that they're coming in from the inner Earth or from somewhere under the Oh, well, under yeah, so sea. we know that. Of course, I mean, there's... there's you can, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you can you can look at any kind of evidence yeah. and say and draw any conclusion yeah. you want and say, well, they might be interplanetary, they might be from the ocean, yeah. they maybe might be it's a little bit of, maybe this, it's this, a little bit of everything. Qu- yeah, that's the question though in ufology yeah. and in, in yeah. this field, uh, Tim, is that yeah, the question is, what are they? Where are they from? We don't know. That's the big uh, thing. I, we, I it, know. It's and, all speculation. And and we've been studying this for. Uh, over 50 years. Well, to be years. fair, we've been speculating about this for over 50 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, what... <laughs> That's what, to be fair. You know, we could do, we could do, we could go into another hour here, but I mean, <laughs> what kind, what kind of evidence is, everybody's looking for different evidence. Everybody's looking for something that's going to prove their point of view see yeah their their own personal hypothesis yeah right. they, uh, that's where that's where the well, whole that's thing where falls, the ego comes that's where in the whole where, thing yeah. falls apart see right is because everybody wants to be the top dog they all want to say i'm the one that proved that this happened and that happened and that they're coming here <clears> and, <throat> that's and, like and, what we so said earlier on the show that we wanted to be that show yeah good thanks Thanks for calling me out there, uh, Mr. Beckley. (laughs) Well, another topic, by the way, that was in the first hour was is for you know who we have speaking. How do you separate the the true speakers and the charlatans? Right. Exactly. Well, now you know, I had, I had, I had almost everybody when I did a show. I would go from nine o'clock in the morning till about (laughs) eleven o'clock at night, which means that. People would start going back to their rooms about two thirty in the morning, and sometimes they'd even hang around later than that. Now, okay, we would ha- we would have speakers from every point of view, and of course, some people were critical about it and say, "Well, I didn't want to be on your program." But you know, I don't think anybody ever turned <laughs> me down that I can uh, think of. I mean, I had Bud Hopkins, I had Bill Cooper, probably one of the most controversial, uh, uh, you know, yeah, uh, individuals figures. at the time. Yeah. Okay, so you know what I decided, and, and this is kind of what I do when I when I do my show. 
I want to find out something. But I, I know that other people in the audience are interested in, in aspects of this that I'm not particularly interested in. Why should I not have them get what they're coming to look for, too? So somebody will Agreed. say, oh, yeah. I wouldn't have that person on the uh, on the program. Well, why not? Unless they're a total like a lunatic. We had one Unless they're Michael people. Horn, then I would yeah. not. You know, that, that's I wouldn't have that's one exception. Either. Absolutely. Yeah. And another guy was done, this yeah. guy by the name of Harley Bird who claimed that he was related to Admiral Bird, but he couldn't decide whether he was his cousin, his nephew, or... or, or <laughs> yeah. This guy was a total, a, a total uh, uh, you know, idiot and embarrassed yeah. himself and in, in us. But other than that, you know, I always decided... Let the audience, let the audience, uh, you know, there was enough going on. We'd have two halls going simultaneously and workshops. So if you didn't like Al Bielik talking about the philosophy experiment, you could go in and see Jesse Marcel Jr. talk about Roswell. Now, which one's got the biggest audience? I, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but some, uh, some of the more uh, kuklified uh, <laughs> what? That's what we're, like, that's, like, yeah, that's what we're getting at earlier. Yeah, but that's Kukla what we're getting at earlier. The kukla means uh, puppet in the in the yeah. Greek, by the way. But uh, the, uh, the, the more different in America. The, yep. the more the more abstract people usually got the bigger audience. Yeah, no, that's what we were saying earlier. That usually yeah. the the nuttier the person, the yes. more new agey the person. Uh, that's well, the one draws I, I the most know, attention. I, I think the more charismatic person, the more over the top the person is. Well, doesn't th- mean that, that their beliefs yeah. are a little off center or from the main <laughs> topic. But those that are more charismatic usually get the larger attendees. Now check this out, guys. We have only a few minutes left on the show here, and uh, the last ten minutes of the show, we always do this segment on the show called. Blast from the a-hole, and we have five blasts that's come in, in the last minute. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, play this now. By the way, we're going to do this with everybody on the air because uh, actually one of this uh, one of the blasts that just came in uh, pertains to you, Mister UFO. So uh, without any further delay, let's uh, let's go ahead and cue the music for our last segment of the show. Blast from and now messages through the a-hole. All right, here we go. Remember, this is uh, fresh from the a-hole. This just came to me about five minutes ago. Uh, this is, uh, you know, this is a fresh deposit from the a-hole. So, if you guys want to get your your questions in, remember a-holes at skywatchersradio.com. That's the uh, the email to send it to. Now, the first one comes from Antonio, and he's in Nova Scotia. Antonio in Nova Scotia. There you go. I didn't know they had Antonio. That's a weird combination, yeah. but okay. He says, uh, if you get Giorgio T, would, he would sell out if you get him for one of your conventions. Giorgio T means Giorgio Tukalus, obviously. Now, here's the thing. I don't think we could afford him, uh, honestly. But maybe we could afford his hair. I don't you know think. how much he costs. I mean, <laughs> Him or the hair? Uh, I don't know. It would be held to pay. Here's the joke. It would be held to pay. Held to pay? Like hair <laughs> yes. to pay? Don't, don't, don't think you have to pay these people a lot of uh, money because no. it's not like they've got six conventions uh, going on in some other city, you know? Exactly. Yeah, they're not going to price themselves out of existence. No, no, no. I mean, I I know how much Shatner costs because I've used him at a show. All right. Yeah, but Shat, Shatner is not uh, a ufologist. He's a You're well-known right. actor. No, yeah. but hey, it's Star he Trek. Right. Hey, it's Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So You're there right. you go. That's that's the answer uh, for Antonio from the Yeah, I, I'm sure there's a small concession fee for him, but small. All right, here, next question, uh, next blast through the a-hole, it, it comes from William, and uh, he says, hey, this show doesn't sound like, fi- or, never mind, all right, moving on, Mo- sorry. <laughs> all right, next question, this is from Pedro in uh, Texas, Pedro wants to know, can Mr. UFO explain why he is called Mr. UFO? 
Yes, actually, I can. Briefly, uh, we have one minute. There, yes, okay. There was a, a rock musician. Uh, he was in a very well-known band. I won't mention the band who could never remember my name because he was either too drunk or too high. But somehow he remembered that I was into UFOs. So if I ran to him backstage or or somewhere else in a bar, he would remember that I was Mr. UFO, but he couldn't remember my name. And it kind of stuck. And why not? I am Mr. UFO. I've been doing this for 50 years, and not too many other people can claim that. There you go. That's the answer. And that's that's my blowback. There you go. The, the first blowback from Blast Through the A-Hole. Uh, next Blast from the A-Hole comes from uh, Lamar out in uh, Kansas. Says here, uh, says here, what is what is it about Bigfoot that you don't like, Angel? And does Alan, your co-host, agree? And um, well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let uh, Alan answer second here. Let me answer first, uh, Alan. Uh, what don't I believe about Bigfoot? Everything. Uh, there's not been one iota of evidence that I've ever seen that proves that there's any existence of a Sasquatch. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of hokey videos. Uh, there's that, you know, those people that had the uh, Bigfoot in the fridge a couple of years ago that turned out to be fake. Every every time there's some kind of uh, activity with Bigfoot, it always turns out to be a hoax, fake. Uh, you know, and that really tells me that there's really nothing there. And again, if there was such a thing as Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot uh, why hasn't anybody shot him in the head yet? And and dragged that big carcass to where everybody could see it. You would figure with all the trigger-happy uh, people you know, on Moonshine in the, in the South, somebody would have shot a Bigfoot by now. But no, nobody, nothing. Not even a baby Bigfoot. I mean, I'll take one of those. Just you know, don't shoot it, it's a baby. But at least bring a baby Bigfoot out of the woods, get him on CNN, we'll bring back Larry King. He's as old as their species, I'm sure. We'll put him on the air together. <laughs> And there, you know, we could have full disclosure that Bigfoot is real, but we haven't had that. So there you go. And, but, and now, but, Alan, but Angel, we don't have an alien either. This is true, but we live on a planet that goes round and round a sun, and there's other planets out there. So I'm pretty sure that's a safe uh, answer that there are aliens out there. But anyway, Alan, answer uh, your part of the a hole question here. Uh, I think honestly that you know, um, do you agree think, with me or do you? Disagree? I dis- I disagree. I think the possibility of you would. Well, you know, there are more and more species being found as so many die every single day across this world. I think that it's realistically possible that there are things that have not been classified or have not been found yet in this world. There is so much of this world that is still not explored, and I'm not talking just the oceans, but even land. There are land masses that have not been truly explored. Not to mention all the caves and spelunking that could be done, and God only knows what lives in there. I mean, they're they're finding they're breaking into caves while mining, where they have their own self-sustaining biospheres with animals and plant life that hasn't been seen for hundreds of thousands of years, and they're now showing that they're flourishing in in you know pockets around the world. So. I think it's possible. Do why haven't they shot one? Um, because I think they are. If they're that big and they have a brain half as big as ours, that um, they probably are smart enough to stay hidden reasonably well, and they communicate to their children or their relatives in some form of communication. Um, to what to look out for and what not to not to do to stay away from humanity. Well, there you go. 
That's a good answer. Long-winded. Sorry. But I guess the job done. Yeah. Good job. What's now, next? We got, we got one more blast from the a-hole here, and uh, this. Well, actually, we got two more. We got one from Pablo, and one from a guy named Clayton, and this one involves uh, Mr. Tim Schwartz over there. So we'll get to Clayton's in a second. But Pablo wants to know, what if? Uh, this here. <clears throat> Let me uh, get a little closer. I can barely read this. What would you do if an alien tried to probe you? And uh, this is uh, towards uh, Alan and myself. Alan, you want to tackle this one first with your long-winded answers? If I, if I, what would happen if an alien <laughs> wanted to probe me? Um, take me out on a date first. Um, um, use some lube. Um, um, point him in your direction, actually, Angel. <laughs> well, I wouldn't uh, turn down the opportunity to get probed if uh, they're gentle. I've often said that uh, they could throw me a rope ladder. They don't need to beam me up like, you know, Travis Walton got beamed and probably killed by accident and then brought back to life. You don't need to go that route. Just throw me a rope ladder down from your UFO. I'll climb up. I am fully capable of being here for you and entertaining you. You don't even have to, like, forcibly probe me. I know they put this thing over your genitals where they extract semen. There's no need for that. Give me a cup. I'll go in the room. We're we're good. I'm here for you. (laughs) I did not need that visual. All right. <laughs> now there you go. That's my answer on this blast from the a hole. All right. What's the next? What's the last one for the night? The last one is for uh, Mr. Tim Schwartz over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the uh, the blast uh, from Clayton. Uh, his question is: He wants to know uh, your relationship with your co-host, uh, Mr. Mike Mott, on the Outer Edge is a, a very fun relationship. You guys have a lot of great banter back and forth. Uh, is it ever uh, a problem with getting a word in uh, with Mr. Mott? Because he really, really likes to talk. <laughs> That's uh, a great question. That is a great question. And uh, yes, How hard is it? Yes, sometimes it is uh, it is difficult getting a word in edgewise, but I mean, you know, it's 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 like doing a show with Mr. Beckley as well. <laughs> hey now, hey. Yeah, well, Tim, uh, uh, do, you, do you deny that? Well, no, that's true. I remember one time I was on Coast to Coast, and I was <laughs> oh, very geez. upset the next day when I uh, heard the playback. I said, George Norrie only asked me eight questions, and Brad Steiger said, "Yeah, but you didn't stop talking for three hours." So, uh, you know, once once in a while I can get once in a while I can get wound up. Up and other times, not so much. I don't know. You know, it depends on it depends on my my mood for the evening, and uh, you know how how I I find that if I do too many shows uh, at this you know around the same time that I get uh, burnt out a little. So uh, recently, I didn't do a show for outside of uh, uh, the Outer Edge. I didn't do a show for about two months just because I had done so many shows. I was just talked out. And now I'm back on the trail of the flying saucers. So there you go. Well, see, and it's the same way. Go. It's the same way with Mike Mott. You know, when he gets going, I'll just you know sit back and just just let him go because a lot of times the stuff that he has to say is going to be a lot better than I can try to uh, uh, you know jam in there myself. So. Exactly, especially when we're talking about blast from the a hole. He's definitely the one that jams it in there properly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he is a believer in Bigfoot, though. Like I will say that he he believes in Sasquatch, does he not? Oh yes, he does. Yep, and and I do as well. And does he drink moonshine? <laughs> <laughs> we both do. See what I'm saying? Folks? You know, I've been here in Oregon my whole entire life, and, never and one, I have huh? never seen Bigfoot. I don't even know anybody that's even seen Bigfoot that I've ever even ran into. So it's like everybody that sees Bigfoot is from another state. So. 
We had the Bigfoot chick on last week or That's two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Was so, she hairy? No, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> she's, she's very nice. She's very nice. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, I would. I would go out in the woods hunting Bigfoot with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I got to see a picture of this young lady. <laughs> well, she's on. Well, hold, she's hold on. on. We got, she's on your website there. Yeah. Uh, well, we we, we got to take a look here because you know you're, you're a little bit older than I am, Tim. So maybe what's hot for you is not <laughs> hot for a spring chicken like myself. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, 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 it, uh, it it goes across all age boundaries there. Ah, well, well then, I got to check this girl out. That's right. Beautiful, beautiful is beautiful. Yes, that is, that is true. And you know what else is beautiful? This network that we're on, the Dark Matter Radio Network. And you know what else is beautiful? The other network that we're on, PSN Radio. And we are live, but unfortunately, we got to sign off for the night on both networks and uh, say goodbye. So sad. But guys, we are... Great show. We're, we're, you know, thankful that you guys were on the show with us and spent the hour with us. Mr. Chris Brown, of course, Thank who was a great guest and a good friend, and we always love having him on. Mr. UFO, Timothy Beckley. Hey. Another great <laughs> friend, and of course, the uh, future host of Unraveling the Secrets. February, February 7th. Yeah, what, what time again? Give us a time. Uh, at, uh, at, uh, 11 o'clock. That's right, 11 Eastern. That's correct. Yeah, oh, 11 o'clock Eastern time for two hours <laughs> unraveling the secrets. And what's your co-host's name again? Give, give us the name. Uh, Carla Anderson. Shout-outs to Carla Anderson. Uh, a wonderful yeah. a wonderful person, by the way. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with uh, with you guys on that show. And, of course, the one and the only Mr. Tim Schwartz, one of my favorites. <laughs> thank you so much for being here, sir. Oh, you thank rock. you very much. We really appreciate it. Ah, you my pleasure. Rock. This was a, a very special show. Of course, this is our first uh, our first adventure on Wednesday night at 10 p.m. The 10 p.m. to midnight hour on Dark Matter Radio Network. And uh, we're going to pimp this out, man. We're going to have a lot of fun on this time slot. Uh, we're going to have some great guests in 2015. <clears throat> it's going to be a great ride. And, of course, later on this year, we get to say to you guys to stick around because the big guy is on next. So just think about that. That's coming soon. Cool. That is cool, indeed. Yep. Guys, until next week, when we are back on this very, very, very great show, I bid you all good night, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, sayonara, ching chong, hey, to you all. Good night, Chinese. Big, good night, Bigfoot, wherever you are. That's right. Oh, sorry, that, that, was yeah, that, that was a Wookiee. Yeah, that was a Wookiee, sorry. How sorry, dare you sorry. evoke Chewbacca? And we're out, everybody. Thank you.